Metaphysics is going to have to be the quote-unquote religion of tomorrow. If it isn't, you're fucked. Totally and absolutely. experience recently and then I went to the beach yesterday and it's just been an excellent few days actually shit's really good well t- tell us all about it <laughs> well um well it started with what seemed to be a little bit of conflict you know some misunderstanding some miscommunication and then uh, you know once we had a, a deeper conversation about it it led to some uncovering of things you know how you know sometimes a deep talk leads to some shit that hadn't been spoken about in a while and you kind of just get shit out and sometimes that's super helpful so it was one of those situations it was like instead of it being a conflict it was like a a turbulent prelude to an evolution you know what i'm saying just a, Mm. a shaky entrance to what ended up being a really dope situation so after the the kind of deep conversation i said you know what we should uh we should trip it's not a scheduled one. It's not a full moon. It's not a, you know, solstice. none of the things that, you know, none of that solstice or nothing like that. None of the stuff we usually wait for. But I was like, fuck it, let's just, uh, let's just trip. So yeah, that's called night, just doing drugs. Yeah, I let's, get you. Let's can say just, that. let's just do drugs. <laughs> or, <laughs> or it's a, uh, it's an impromptu ritual, you know, something like that. We, I'm sure we could find a really clever title for it. But yeah, we just jumped on it. We did it and stayed up till fucking 4:30 in the morning. Talking a again. sudden shamanic undertaking. There we can see. I like that. SSA. <laughs> we engage in an SSA, if you know what that means. Yeah, it was dope. It was really, really dope. And then uh, the third day, we went, which was yesterday, we went to the beach, took the kids to the beach and just laid out there all day, had a dope little, you know, gratitude ritual in the water. It was fire, bro. It was, it was awesome. So now I'm just rest, uh, resting, relaxing, working on a bunch of art today and hustling up some new NFT ideas. Um, also, a, a dope boomerang returned to me. And by boomerang, I mean, when I was in Cali a few weeks ago, uh, a guy stopped me on the beach. And I was on Venice Beach. He stopped me on the beach like, yo, those, uh, those beads are dope. And, you know, I wear these crazy Akuma beads. And they get busy. I love them. My lady made them for me. So... He's like, yo, those beads are dope. Where can I get something like that? I was like, my wife made them. He was like, yo, you want to sell it to me? I was like, nah, son. He's like, uh, you sure? You sure? Like, uh, everything's got a price type of vibe. And I just told him it, w- it would be astronomical. It would be silly. So it's not even worth it. And he's like, all right, well, you know, give me your information. Maybe we can link something up. So uh, when I got back, he hit me on Instagram. We set up a little deal. I told him how much it would cost. And... Uh, he just ordered a set of beads like mine from basically from my lady. And I put up the link on the website and he bought them today. A nice price too. Like, uh, you know, I guess maybe nice. LA money, you know what I'm saying? But we went high. Cause I was like, you know, it's like the cult leader shirt. Like, I don't really want to sell these to people, but if you want them, there's a nice price for you. And he was like, dope. I'll take it. <laughs> he took it. So that was pretty cool. So sounds like a new revenue revenue stream has showed itself. Yeah. Custom yeah. shamanic Akuma beads. Yeah. Yeah, because I got a few sets now. I have uh, a couple of sets, and one of them I think is really dope. You know the evil eye symbol, right? Yeah. I have a set of all black beads, 
and uh, every ninth bead it's an is an evil eye. And what an I, <laughs> yeah. So what I, I like to do with these beads is they end up being in, in these sets. So uh, I usually order four specific special beads and I put them at the compass points, you know, one at the top, bottom, left and right. And then all the other beads around it will be one color, like all the saw, either they're black or red or, or natural finish. But I like having the four beads around the, the compass points. It just feels dope. I love it. And um, this, the red one has the Buddha, these Buddha beads from Nepal. And the black one has the uh, the evil eyeballs on it, and it just it looks dope. If, even if you look at me from behind, it's like an eyeball watching you back. It's fucking fire, bro. <laughs> I Dude, love it. My stolen legacy juice is tingling. Listen, <laughs> just imagine one of those beads with like your little characters' faces, like the oh. dude wrapped up in the sun. Each bead is one of those little faces. Wow. There's so many different ways you could custom customize that out. You know, mm. or take requests. You know, I, I'd like to have it with these characters and these. Cool. That and you, you, you don't even. You got to contact me for pricing. Yeah. Maybe yeah, it's thirty-five hundred. Maybe it's seven grand. <laughs> it just depends. It depends on what you're asking to do. But you're not just buying beads. You're buying customized, customizable, wearable shamanic art. Wow. Yeah, that's a dope idea. I never thought of that. And I do, you're right, I do have like these art, these faces and stuff that would nestle right into a, yep. a round bead that it would be perfect. It's like it, the bead would be the helmet and shit. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that, that, that's going to have to happen. I like that. See, this is always useful. <laughs> this is always useful, bro. That's going to bring us some money. I, I had no idea that he would be serious enough to actually purchase a set of beads, especially for the price we gave him. But he he dug it. He dug it. He was like, yeah, let's let's do this shit, bro. Look, don't tell him what to do with his money. Yeah, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. But I'm glad. I'm glad he uh he he was able to find something and identify with it. Yo, that's dope. And now he's got one of his own on his on its way to him. Look, you gotta we gotta think like rich people. You 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 go to a twenty five thousand dollar a plate dinner, right? It's not yeah. that the food costs twenty five thousand dollars. Right. The the access and the cause are factored into the pricing and everybody understands. Right. Everybody understands they bought a fifty dollar meal for twenty twenty five thousand dollars because you're raising campaign funds. You know, mm. you're funding the vision of the cult. Absolutely. That's absolutely what he did. It's beautiful. And it does add to you know, our resolve too as artists, because when things like that happen, that's just like, you know, that's that's manna from heaven, bro. That's a gift from the universe. It's just delivered right to you. This is you doing nothing but being your authentic self in the world, and it ended up being a revenue gain for you. You buy me yeah. a couple Luna with that, you know what I'm saying? And you got to get out there and, and own that absolutely 100% yours. Anything else is um, uncivilized bitery. <laughs> you know, it's like maybe you could get a mass produced ones or other people to start making it custom, but it's yeah, that's not a it's not a Don Vagabond original. Right, you know, right. that's that's the bootleg Canal Street bag. Those those aren't the <laughs> Which original. Which has its place. Bags. It has its place. Some people dig that kind of thing. If it's that's fine. what you're into. <laughs> you can wear it, but I mean you can't be on no video shoot with that. People no. are gonna feel oh, the stitching is wrong. Nope. That's yeah. That's not a that's not a Suico original right there. You you wilder. Hell yeah, man. But yeah, it's been a, it's been a good week. It's been a good week. I definitely got to catch up on some rest. I'm feeling like my I might have crossed, jumped the final hurdle 
of my late night shenanigans and shit. Mm-hmm. I think uh, I think I'm ready to start going to bed at a decent hour, <laughs> like a responsible adult. Sometimes I still be hanging out to one, two in the morning bullshit and then drawing on the computer and listening to beats. I think I might be done with that chapter. I might be right at that place where I just start going to bed at a decent hour and waking up really early and just doing it that way. Yep. And get to it early in the morning. Yeah, I've, yeah. I've done it a couple times. I got caught up working on a beat or something to like three or four in the morning. And no matter how much I sleep in the next day, it's just everything is wrong. Everything yeah. is off. There's no there's no getting that back. Yep. You can't catch up. You don't catch up on sleep. That's not how that shit works. It's like, no, I'll just I'll just nap a little bit tomorrow. It's like, nope, still tired. Still uh-huh. tired. So it takes it takes three or four days to make up for one of those three AM nights. It's gonna it's gonna work on you for a couple of days after. From on me anyway. It's difficult to just step out of that shit. So I gotta start acting like I know better. For sure, for sure. Yeah, early in the morning works better, too, because when I do manage to get up early, I get mad shit done. You feel energized. You know, the day flows smoothly. And, and then around, like, 7, 30, 8 o'clock, you're looking for more stuff to do. Like, damn, I, I kind of knocked everything out already, and it's still mad early. So I think that's the new uh, that's the new power move. I've jumped my last late-night hurdle. <laughs> I've done it for the last time. I think I officially know better now, for sure. Well, that's wise, sir. That's very wise. Oh yeah, it feels wise. I, don't know. I think I'm, I think I would be able to stick to it because uh, them last few days of staying up all night is punishing me. I fell asleep last night at ten o'clock, I think it was, and mm-hmm. I was drawing in my little sketch pad and shit. And usually, I'm so good at like finding something else to do because nobody's done. I get tired. My lady's still love. She's doing art, and I'm like, yeah, I'm not really tired yet. I guess I'll, you know, grab a drink. I'll put something on Netflix. And last night, it was like 10-something. I was drawing, and I just said, you know what? I'm putting a cap on this pen. I'm putting my book away, and I'm going to sleep. Fuck it. <laughs> just, it was no argument. There was no psychological debate. I just put everything away and laid down. And that's that's like, that's a responsible adult right there. <laughs> that's, that's a responsible adult. No fighting. Well, what's been going on with you, right? Brainstorming. Mm. Uh, being alone with the Delta eight mm. and just coming up with new, new and exciting ideas, just a factory of ideas. Nice. That's always good. Shit. So one thing, uh, I definitely can't Delta eight during the, uh, during the cast It's just, it's, I, 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 I get, I cringe so much when I listen to the old episodes and I just hear myself rambling and never getting to a point. I'm like, up, oh, that's the Delta. <laughs> there, there he go on his delta forgetfulness and nothing's registering and i think you know i just i need to take a back seat i need to be on on retainer sh- sh- um solely for argumentative purposes mm. that that that's my niche i and i found out it's like you know i really don't have much to say about shit unless there's an argument if there's a point to be argued i never run out of information or anything to say but just that's trying to shoot yeah, that's a powerful observation right there. Listen, just trying to shoot the shit. I'm holding you back, and I'm 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 meandering intellectually all over the place, looking for for simple things to say, and and really just stoned out of my mind on Delta Eight with nothing. Just just it's complete incoherence. It's madness. And I go back and listen to it. I'm like, yep. And the drunk episodes are much better. So it's like if I'm if I'm gonna partake in anything. 
it, it needs to be it needs to be drink. No Delta Eight. Delta Eight is solely for the writing. And I did come up with a cultish greeting. I, I've got a, a new means of communicating in the future. People aren't going to send resumes. People aren't going to say, check my IG. I'm not too sure what to call. I don't know if we want to call it your seven or your shiva or whatever. We can find some ancient word for seven and figure it out. But you know what I was thinking? It's like, yo, people should introduce themselves. Like, fuck going through your Twitter feed and all that. It's too much, right? You make a seven-song beat tape and make your argument over whatever kind of shit you want to put in the background. Like, people should be able to listen to your beat tape and be like, okay, I get I know who this guy is. You don't have to wow. find out his political affiliation. You don't have to see what the you know, the hateful uh, media has said on either side to size this person up. She's like, let them tell you about you. And I think that would just be the coolest shit. Like, if you give somebody a resume, people are just going to scoff at that shit and be like, ugh, and turn their nose at it. But if you're just like, hey, let me send you my seven, and you get a 28-minute tape of seven songs with voiceovers <laughs> where this person is basically saying, hey, this is what I'm about. This is what I think. This is what's important to me. And when it even starts to kind of be an industry, like something that's trendy, you know, rich and powerful people be like, look, I, you know, I kind of know what I want to say. I'm not too sure how to arrange it. You know, let, let me pay RZA $100,000 to make my seven. Because it's going to be so, it's going to be like such a, like, if you don't have one, it's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Wow. You know what I mean? You got to have it. So I came up with three of them just as like experimental projects. So the first one I'm going to do it's just gonna be white insanity. So I'm gonna do, <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna get like old psych rock songs, you know, and cause, cause think about all the cultural information is in there, right? Cause one, you're a DJ, you got to pick the songs, right? So you have seven songs to kind of express, hey, musically, this is what I find pleasing. You know what I mean? So you get to be a DJ, you you get to be an intellectual, cause you can get audio snippets from like books on tape or interviews or powerful quotes, you know what I mean? And thematically, you know, you can you can touch on a lot of points of what's important to you, but you know, don't be, you know, ridiculous and it's, you know, it's it's a 7-hour epic. Now nah, fuck all that. It's seven songs. You know, if you want to be a little bit more prolific, maybe you make it an hour you know, but you also got to think like people are going to be like, this better be good if you want an hour of your, of my time. But just to get to know somebody in 20 to 30 minutes because of a seven song beat, there's just so much there that you pull. So th the music is one aspect of it, but then it's like what you choose and as far as how you stitch the information together and how clever you are at making the point of it. And for other people who like aren't inclined and can't be bothered with it, like, you know, I, I, I kind of like these songs, but I don't know. You commissions you commission somebody like you would, you know, for anything else, but you kind of lose points when you don't make it your own. Like it's kind of frowned upon. Like you rich fuck, like you didn't even do this yourself. You commissioned somebody else to do it. But you understand. But the point is is that they don't want to miss out on it. They don't want to not have it. So for white insanity, have some psych rock, okay? Have some, you know, circus music, just some weird sounding backdrops. And I'm gonna take snippets from the Unabomber's manifesto. I'm going to find that on audio, or I'm going to get Patrick Stewart to narrate it, or Patrick Stewart sound alike. And then I'm just going to splice in, you know, crazy white celebrities. I'm pulling audio from this Johnny Depp trial. 
Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm definitely the Mel Gibson tapes got to get touched. Absolutely, the Mel Gibson tapes must be touched. And it's basically just going to show like some of the the decadence and problems with modern society. And by the end of it, you're like, I don't like what the Unabomber did, but based on what you've showed me and your musical selections kind of got me open and willing to listen, I kind of see things from the Unabomber's perspective. <laughs> you're right. If we're just screaming about packs of Joe Rogans and telling our wives that all they should do is blow us and talking about how we love the people that run our island, um, yeah, maybe you hear the Unabomber's take on society and technology and how alienated uh, we're becoming and less human, you know, maybe you're compelled to, you know, just see things that way. So it's an experiment. And then I'm going to do one, and I'm going to replace the Unabomber, and I'm going to take Marcus Garvey's speeches. I haven't decided what I'm going to call that one, but I can't lie. Conquering our own negativity, I think, has to be in there somewhere. And I'm going to do it over reggae beats. Do it Mm. over reggae songs, and I'm going to take some of the shit that would be the most offensive shit you ever heard, but you're going to have a problem with it, or you're going to have a problem having a problem with it because Marcus Garvey said it. And if you're not familiar with the life and work of Marcus Garvey, he has some fucking epic quotes, Mm. some epic, (laughs) epic offensive to the modern age quotes. So I'm going to do another one. And then I'm going to splice in maybe, you know, I might put Terry Crews in there. Uh, I might have some Thomas Sowell. And I'm going to splice it in with Marcus Garvin, and and, and that was the other idea I had. So I'm going to do both of those and see how it goes. And I'm going to push this idea that, you know, if you don't have a seven to share with somebody, you're kind of not hip, you're kind of not cool, and it's just something that, you know, game would recognize game and people would start greeting each other this way. Well, you know, I don't know if I want to even work with this person. Have them send me a seven. People are going to start talking like that. I like it. You're not swiping left, first and foremost. Fuck the bio. Send me your seven, bitch. If you don't have a seven, I can't even talk to you. There's no point. I like how it doesn't necessarily have to be like songs you wrote or things that you completely come up with, but you should be able to create seven pieces of audio content (laughs) that say everything that we need to know about you. You should definitely be able to do that. If If you've lived anything close to a conscious and present life, you should be able to do that. And you should be able to interpret other people's seven by listening to them. I believe if I, if, if a specific person sent me their seven for the purposes of analyzing it and figuring out if I want to do any work with them or if I want to let you move on to the compound, I, I feel like I could listen to your seven songs and decide whether or not you can come live on a compound. Absolutely. And what a great um, filter. Because right. first of all, if you're emailing me and asking me, you're already out. <laughs> the first thing should be an MP3 file. Right. That's about 28 minutes to 35 minutes long. I think that's reasonable. Two to three minutes a track. Say what you need to say. It's going to tell me what's important to you, what you value, what your tastes are, what you're familiar with, what kind of shit you're into. And some people are just going to tell on themselves. Like, I haven't read shit, so I really don't know. I don't I don't really know what to put. I'm just putting vapid, nonsensical shit on here, but that's okay. But you still it kind of forces everybody to tell the truth about themselves. Cause right. some people are substantive, but they're kind of corny. You know, you're letting me know in your seven, like, what how how what what's your taste like? What 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 kind of taste do you have? 
So it's the the perfect way to get to know somebody. And it's um I just like the idea of it kind of being a thing like you either you either know about it or you don't. And for the people that don't know, they just can't even explain why people are exchanging these seven song beat tapes. I which would I absolutely love it. I think this needs to go into effect immediately. Immediately. We definitely need to find an ancient a real like Sanskrit pronunciation for seven, something ridiculous and obscure, and attach that to it. And that should be your first line of contact if you expect anybody to take you seriously. And they all got to be uploaded to the blockchain. Absolutely. And it's prepping yourself when we start, you know, interacting with perhaps interdimensional beings, people from another. This is this is this is the universal language. Mm. You could you could say a lot in a musical composition, and even if you don't know the language, there's still something there that's commu- that's being communicated just in in the music and the the arrangements. I mean, I, to to be fair, I mean it's a total Prince Paul bite. I mean Prince Paul has been that's basically been his career for solo albums. <laughs> like I'm, I'm I'm gonna make beats with fucking ridiculous audio over it, but it it can be you know I'll acknowledge where the inspiration comes from, but it can be reappropriated and tweaked a little bit and 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 molded into something uh profound yeah i think yeah absolutely yeah. yeah because i think you should that should be that's like the least amount of effort that you could put in to explaining who you are and you know what the just what your ideology is in the world what you've gathered from your experience so far and i wouldn't want you to do like a, I definitely wouldn't want a twenty-eight minute like monologue from you. Not like a speed dating profile or something no, like that. No, would you want to like, read yeah. a dissertation? No, bro. You, you want yeah. me to read your thesis from college? You know how fucking long that would take. We're all reading Fuck each that. other's theses, right? But this is something where you can say a lot in a short amount of time, and this is this is. I think this is going to be one of the key interfaces for how. Um, the the new paradigm of um uh what is it intentional communities are going to start organically developing yeah. people are going to send each other their sevens and it shit is just going to go from there people are going to be like okay I think I could fuck with you I could get down with you cuz you could lay out a lot of principles and it just makes sense 7 days in a week you know the seven sumerian creation tablets i mean there's a whole bunch of shit we can just make up and put on the back end of it to right, make yeah, it sound exactly. more profound than some shit exactly. we just stole from Prince Paul. Yeah. But at, at the end of the day, I mean, I was pretty excited when I, I, I was brainstorming with Doobie on this. I'm like, yeah, yeah, we should we should definitely make that a thing. People in the future are going to communicate important things about themselves and decide whether they want to get to each know each other more through their through their through their sevens, through 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 a seven song beat tape. You don't want to you want to know everything about somebody because of what CNN told you about them or what Fox News told you about them, or what their criminal history says about them, that's kind of not fair. Are you really going to get to know the real them just through those means? It could be skewed. Let them tell you through a mixtape. And you know what? Even if you started off with uh, with the intention of not being completely truthful and authentic while crafting your mixtape, I think you would get caught in the flow state I don't think you'd be able to hide it. Like some some guy who's really like a alt writer, you know, trying to soften his identity by adding the right songs to it. I think somewhere in there he'd just be like, you know what? Fuck right. this, bro. 
Song six. Exactly. Help yourself. You started off with Neil Diamond. You're not going to be able to hide it. I can hear it already. At some point, people's narcissism is going to get the best of them. They're going to be like, I want you to know about me. Yeah. I've done this me search and I want to share it with you. Yeah. I think they'll learn a lot about themselves while looking for, you know, if you have to condense everything into seven songs, I think you're going to curate that very carefully. Yes. What do I really want to say? What's my favorite clips? What are the things that stick with me? Like, I know exactly. I know I'll be getting some shit from Fight Club. I'm like, I know, you know, some, <laughs> some Dr. Manhattan quotes from The Watchmen. I, I know exactly where I would get a lot of my shit from. So, yeah, I think that's a good one. That's solid right there. I think it's, I think it, I think it's a great thing, man. Yeah, I think I, I think it's a great thing to explore. And also, too, I didn't even think about that aspect of it, but I think you're absolutely right. If you challenge yourself to really figure out what's important enough to you to where you want to curate that, it's almost like you're reenacting the seven-day creation story. Like mm. you're creating this shit, um, uh, you know, uh, in audio, you know, with these ideas and you're figuring out. And it almost is going to force you to evaluate your life. Like, okay, what's really important to me and am I organizing my life truly around these things that I've curated? Is it, is it truly matching up? And also, even if someone is phony as fuck about it, it's going to it's gonna be so apparent to people so quick. Right. It's going to be so quick. It, 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 it'll be quickly realized if you're not living up to your seven. And people will talk about it. And because you put it out, it's in the public sphere. People are going to stop. Employers are going to stop with this Facebook, Twitter shit. We need to see your Facebook. We need to go through your Twitter. What's your Twitter handle? People are just be like, look, uh, you can send a resume if you want, but just you need to get us your seven. Yeah. Get us, get us your seven, and we'll get back to you within a week. Yeah, resumes are definitely going to be frowned upon. Yeah, because I don't care as much about your employment history as I do about your seven songs. Right. What's your I don't vision? Give a shit where you worked at. Right. <laughs> right. I don't care. I don't care about this employment gap where you didn't have a job for three years. I don't really care. Just. Exp- Where's your songs at, bro? It's it's already it's it's so good that I'm already like uh, disgusted by the idea of reading somebody's resume. Mm-hmm. Like it's just like so outdated all of a sudden. It's like, yeah, why are you sending me arbitrary information about yourself? Why haven't you crafted a creative experience for me to sit through? Like, you want me to do more labor? You want me to read stuff and like do all this? No, just where's send the music? me an experience. That tells me about you. Send me an wow. experience. Oh my gosh. Uh, dude, an- another thing too is it's going to be like when you mail somebody certified mail your survey and they be like, why the fuck didn't you apply online? What are you doing? We don't, we don't take applications. Right. Like if you just walk into Citibank, like, can I fill out an application? They're going to look at you like an idiot. They're like, no, you got to <laughs> get online and submit online. What is that? Like that's how people are gonna feel about applications and resumes. Yeah. What? It's like FaceTiming somebody. It's mm-hmm. like FaceTiming somebody without asking. It's like, what the fuck are you doing? What? Why didn't you just text me? Why are you FaceTiming me, bro? You bugging right now? How are you this far removed from culture <laughs> that you don't know that this is a faux pas? Right. Right. Yeah, we didn't agree to this. Nobody asked for this. 
we're clearly trying to move away from it and you're dragging me down to something that I don't want to do. I'm done. I'm already done. No. Yeah. From now on, if you can't put in enough effort to create an experience that explain, yeah, you're assuming something about how much time and labor I have to commit to learning about you. You've made an assumption. That's not good. That's not good. Crafting an experience that shows that you care about the other person's headset, so to speak. I'm not going to ask you to sit down and read and do a bunch of psychological math. I'm, I'm going to explain myself in a series of audible experiences, and I'm going to put so much time and energy into it that it will speak for itself. So when you sit down and listen to it, you'll know everything you need to know. Yeah, mm-hmm. I like it. I like it. I absolutely like it. Imagine that. That's the human resources office. They're all just sitting around with headphones on and shit. Right. <laughs> oh, I like this. He, he put NDIRE on it. I like him. Let's get yeah, him yeah. for an interview. I like this. It's, it's a dude who put NDIRE. So that tells me he's not into toxic masculinity. He's not a misogynist. That's, that gives me so much he'll, information. He'll probably be burning some essential oils in the office, yeah. making it smell good in here. Yeah, smelling like Nagchampa. Yeah, I got it. I got it. I got it. But he also put... Akinelli, put it in your mouth for song of the <laughs> I want you to know this about me. So there may be some uh, some office issues if he works in close proximity with women. We might have to keep an eye on this guy. But he's being honest. At least he's he- being honest. At least by song five or six, it started getting a little bit more raw. But you know. Yeah, and, and well, that's not going to be a problem anyway because the caves are going away. Most of these are going to be intentional community compound applications. Right, right. Most of them. People are kind of be trying to move into the polygamy ranch and shit, you know, so they got to make, they, they're going to make a mixtape with a bunch of 90s R&B, Rump Shaker, New Jack Swing, <laughs> sexual rap songs and shit. Like, nah, I don't think you know what we're doing over here. This is a naked spiritual community. Like, he just sent me seven Luke songs. <laughs> I don't think, I don't think this is the place for you, pal. You don't, you don't, you just don't share our vision. Nothing personal. <laughs> But this ah, isn't a compound for you. I thought y'all was naked over there. Polygamy, that's what's happening? Yeah, but not quite. A little different. Don't stop, get it, get it. Doesn't actually encompass what we're uh, undertaking here. It's a little bit more work than that. Yeah, there's some there's some personal progression, some healing. Uh, there's, there's some other things here that I just think, just coming on everything isn't gonna <laughs> isn't going to help. So it's a little more sophisticated than what you're... What your what your seven would lead me to believe you're capable of right now, but who knows? Let's Dude, see, let's read see about, what you next year after you've grown some. I read about Aretha Franklin's dad, and I didn't know this guy was uh, he was like a mega preacher for his time back then, super famous. He was getting paid. They say he was getting paid thousands of dollars to give sermons, and uh, and that he had basically a sex cult going on. They was having orgies all the time, banging everybody. And uh, Ray Charles, Ray Charles is quoted as saying that Aretha Franklin's father's church was a sex circus. <laughs> and he could he he couldn't even see right, so he was he still knew that it was a sex circus. I just thought that was an amazing tidbit of information, especially from so long ago. This you know black preacher is just so nice with it, and he just has himself a sex circus. And a guy recently just got arrested because he also was a preacher of sorts with a sex circus. The dude Nature Boy. Did you hear about that one? 
I, I didn't get into any of the details about his arrest. I had heard that he got arrested. If I remember this gentleman correctly, he yeah. was he was in Georgia and he stunk. There's people like on airplanes complaining that he stunk. And I remember a video where I guess there was justifying the not washing because it was natural. Am I understanding this correctly? Am I thinking about the right guy? Oh yeah, yeah, he's on it like that. He's, he's he's into a whole lot of wild shit, and he was actually out of the country for a long time, and then he got kind of chased out of whether it was Costa Rica or something like that, and ended up back in in uh, in Georgia. But yeah, son has got rape charges, abuse charges, all kinds of wild shit. They got all they got all the video they'll ever need to put son under the jail. Period. Ooh. Like, oh yeah, he's been bugging. For years, he started off doing like debates about, you know, wh- whether God was black or white or if God was a man or a woman and like is Islam better or is this better and what black people should eat. And you can absorb sun through your skin so you don't have to eat and all kinds of wild shit like that. The melanin magic crowd. And then he just devolved like the more popular he got, the more he devolved into just a, like a dictator. He went from talk, saying the black woman is God to or having people on his compound. And he's like, see, let me let me show you how to make a bitch get on her knees. It's like, oh, my gosh. Oh, <laughs> oh, what, what happened, buddy? Like, how, once he got his own shit cracking, it, it was a wrap. And he's been on that for a couple years now, consistently just yelling and abusive and talking openly on like son recorded himself. Talking about he uh, bangs one of his wives while the uh, while the kids are sleeping in the bed and like you just putting himself in a conversation about having sex next to children. Oh, he did it himself, not like a hidden no camera one or the information no. from him to trick him. No, he's just he, ranting into the camera. Right. I yeah. want you to know this about me. I think you should know this about me. I want y'all, y'all are the ones you. who are weird. You think it's weird because you're weird. I'm fine. There's nothing wrong with me letting my son watch me bang his mom while he breastfeeds. That's fine. Yeah. That is okay. uh, that is completely depraved. There's there's no there's no rationale that will ever justify that. Um, but this is also why it always has to be an Elohim. It can't be a it can't be a dude. Yeah, it's oh, ever yeah. it, it's got to be a council of elders. Yeah. If ever you give one dude that it's very few people can resist the temptations to become corrupt. Like if you truly love yourself. And you love your vision and you love your work, you should be responsible enough to know that you should never be the font from which all of the orders and wisdom flow. It should always be a, a council of elders. Always. Yeah. Never want to rely completely on your judgment because that's what happens. Without without fail, without fail, everybody's gonna become a Caligula. Yeah. If you yeah. if 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 you give them enough, if you give them enough power and enough access. It's just hard, man. It's just hard for humans to suppress that that compulsion, that compulsion to abuse it, you know? When really you got these people's minds. I mean, they're around you. You stink like shit. They're willing to live with you in a third world country and do whatever the fuck you got them doing. I mean, you've got the ability to shape and mold lives and potentially um, galvanize the resolve of these people into a, a unified common cause to be productive and, you know, do some powerful shit. But in, instead of using that energy responsibly, like I'm gonna make bitches get on their knees, and uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna fuck them while they breastfeed babies. 
I'm Prima Nocta. Yeah, if you come to this compound, if you come to his compound with a wife, guess what? I mean, just just guess. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna I'm gonna bang her while I make eye contact with you. Right, and then you're gonna, as a man, you're gonna rub my feet because because not because of my ego, but because it's good for your humility. Oh my gosh! Look, so, so what wife, I'm gonna do? You'll rub my feet. It's good for Listen, you. I'm gonna I'm, the whole time you're gonna you're gonna give me a back rub while I pound your wife, and I'm gonna stare into your baby's <laughs> eyes while I do it. Like yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh-huh. Fucking your mama. While your the dad stare- massages my shoulders. <laughs> your dad gives me a back rub. <laughs> This is why I deserve to have power and be in control. Right, right. This is the height of human evolution. I'm sorry. <laughs> this is the next level. This is next level consciousness. I'm vibrating at such a high frequency that I just need to show you how spiritually evolved I am. But yeah, and, and this is it. And people go along with it. They just ride. They just ride right in. Like no problem. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll go to I'll fly to Costa Rica. <laughs> okay, I mean. You know, but I'm, let me don't get me wrong. Before things get uh, sideways here, so this guy is accused of rape, abuse, and sexual coercion. So I'll say that if that's what you're absolutely guilty of, then you know, put him where you got to put him. Give him football numbers. Who cares? Like he's clearly a scumbag, just because of how he chose to treat the people who trusted him. No matter how gullible and naive and goofy those people may have been for trusting him with their spiritual evolution. They, if those are the things he's guilty of, nobody deserves that. Maybe to lose some money, maybe you wasted some plane tickets and you lived out in the jungle for a few weeks. Like the experience for me of, of realizing after a few months, like, oh fuck, I gave this guy a bunch of money, I flew out here, now I gotta go back home, find another job and get another apartment. Like, I, that's fine with me, I don't care about that. But rape, abuse, sexual coercion, that shit is whack. Give him yeah. football numbers. Fuck that guy. Yeah, yeah. If what if if what the, if the charges are true, then absolutely. And you know, I, I don't want to say it's depressing. At this point, I'm I'm just full on uh, perpetual optimist. I I'm absolutely liberated and completely free from any semblance of doubt or apprehension. I'm absolutely confident on the shit that we're standing on, but. You definitely see the uphill battle when it comes to, hey, I got a message and I need your money and energy and I'm going to organize this for the better because I got a vision for some shit that's culturally way more productive and healthy than the shit we're waiting in at the moment. Because countless people, (laughs) just cult leader after cult leader, just totally running the concept into the ground. And it's really what humanity needs more than ever. Like I'm done. There, there is no political solution to any of this shit. There's no, there's no, and and whether it's political activism or political violence, like whatever, wherever you stand on any end of that spectrum, like we need to vote or we need to pick up guns. None, none of that shit is working out. None of it. Like the, 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 the true cure is cultural. That's it. That's the you only thing that affects any of this. Yeah, we can hear you, dude. Welcome to the party, sir. We were talking about how Nature Boy is uh, probably going to prison, probably going to get a hefty sentence, probably needs to start washing his pits and balls, and (laughs) how he's um, really tainting the 
the good connotation of uh, of cults and their necessity in uh, moving humanity forward. I just say I agree, but I just I just want to make one change in what you said, um, Nature Boy. This is not the time to start washing up. This is definitely oh, not true indeed. <laughs> this is not oh yeah, the, time the butt to start spit zombies coming. <laughs> to start taking your hygiene seriously. Yeah, no, this is not the time. Don't no, don't he go in there smelling no. fresh and so clean. You are absolutely absolutely. Forgive me. Forgive my ignorance. <laughs> I wasn't even thinking that far ahead. I forgot about the zombie rape apocalypse that's coming once he gets to prison. You're right. The butt spitters and the 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 zuzu and wham wham takers. It's yeah, yeah it's it, you know so it makes me almost think that he was a visionary but he was a visionary for his depravity like I'm about to do some fucked up shit I'm definitely going to prison so let me get as comfortable with having a stinking ass as much as I can before right. I get in there let me yeah. really get comfortable with oily foreheads and um and mud butt let me just get comfortable <laughs> with it. yeah he was trying to break in this was his way to break into prison thank you for sure he was just trying to break he in. He was right? banging all these girls to prove to himself that he wasn't gay. Right. But really, yeah. I get so, it, and, and he and then he resented them because he was angry because he had been inside them. So he was actually mad at them. That's why he treated them so bad. But the men, he just made him rub his feet and his back himself. Oh, makes sense. He was intimate with the men, but he was an asshole to the women. Right. What does that tell you? The the latent homosexuality explains all indiscriminate. <laughs> Criminality is is just it's untouchable. That that shit is E equals MC squared. Figure out the math to undermine it if you can. But every single example that you juxtapose against it, it just immediately unravels. Like it just gets to the core of it. Like yeah. damn, he yeah. pistol whipped the old lady. He shot the clerk for no reason, and then he set his house on fire, burning up his kids and his wife. Oh yeah, he's trying to get some dick. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. He's upset and he hasn't figured it out and he doesn't accept himself because he doesn't love himself. He's doing harm to others. Right. He's definitely looking for dick. Right. <laughs> what else is in there for you, bro? For for a heterosexual male, what else is in prison? Nothing. Nothing. The penis comes before stabbing. That that you're gonna mention that before you mentioned getting shanked. Right. So what are you what are you trying so hard to get in there for, pal? Let's just be honest. Let's just be honest. If you're committing crimes like that, if you if, and, and you can see it with these guys, most of them treat the women the same way. Most yes, of them are most abusive love to the women. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I would go say, yeah, but they're fucking women. I'm like, that doesn't mean nothing. There's gay dudes that'll fuck women, but they don't really love women. Right. You know what I'm saying, like you were talking about the Thermopylae shit. It's like, yeah, we don't really respect women though. We really like banging each other when we're we're waiting for these troops to show up. You know, right. while we're waiting, while we're waiting to go to war, you know, let's get these drills in. Let's get these <laughs> let's get these scrimmages. You know, but they didn't they didn't really respect women. Women are just like, uh, we need to reproduce, right. keep my house, keep my house in order and raise my kids while I go while I go bang my fellow soldiers. While I go on this tour of duty. So yeah, yeah I mean it's, it's, it, it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean anything. They're banging the women, but they really don't like it. What they, what they really want is to feel comfortable and accepted, and they realize the only place that their behavior is going to be, you know, not questioned 
You know, it, jail is the only place where you can go bang a dude and 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 not be considered gay. Like yeah. that's what they need. They're like, I I don't want the label of being gay. I don't accept gay. I don't accept myself as gay. But I need the man butt. I need man sex. But I don't want to be called gay. Jail. Jail. The cognitive <laughs> dissonance runs that deep. All day, just jail. Bro, listen, pbs.org. On the night of their wedding, Spartan wives were expected to lie in a dark room and dress as a man. Presumably. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. 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 Presumably to help their husbands make the transition. Well. To make the transition from homosexual to heterosexual love. I mean, there it is. That's why I question guys who are like Spartan tattoos and like are like so into Spartans. I'm like, how how in are you with these guys? Like, you know everything that they've done. I ain't even mad, bro, because I love the 300. I love the story of it before I saw the movie. I love them as a as a concept, the idea, what they stood for as far as combat was concerned, and the shit they pulled off. Is, is literally legendary. Outside of the movie fluffing some of it up, if you do the real history on the numbers, what they did, how long they defended that spot, and how many soldiers they likely killed, and the number of guys that was, you know, it wasn't, there was only 300 Spartans, but there were other people that helped them from other places, so it wasn't just 300. But the number of people that they put down in defense of that space was absolutely just ridiculous. Ridiculous, bro. It was a perfect. And, it was a perfect uh, defensive position. Exactly, exactly. So that that led a lot. That had a lot, a lot to do with it. Super smart place for them to pick to make their stand. But they put in some work. They put in some fucking work, and I just respect that. Everything else is like, oh, this baby was born with one foot smaller than the other. Throw it off a cliff. Like that shit's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm that shit's stupid. But as far as combat, son, they, but if, you're build, if you're building like a military nation, like you have to get rid of all like. Child Not necessarily get stuff. rid of. Maybe just don't let them in the military. Or, like, they could just but there's no, sell bread. Well, they could do a lot of they shit. They have no they knowledge. Die. They just felt like physical attribution was like a, a sign of like poor, poor humanness. Yeah, 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 I poor, get it. Like, yeah, whatever word I'm trying to use. But, but, like, like, but in, in Sparta, in Sparta, I'm pretty sure everybody, every man, every woman, everybody was in the military. Everybody. Yeah, even the women. They said like the. I read somewhere they said like the women like were the most beautiful women like around that area, but mainly because like they trained just like the men almost. Wow. Gangster shit. They wasn't no joke, but uh hey, there was some boy lovers. What can you say? Hey, I get hey. Remember that what was this movie? There was a movie with uh Antonio Banderas or something. He was a boxer. And the whole like subplot of the movie was he lost the fight and uh after he well, he lost the fight to a gay boxer. And since then, he couldn't figure out why he lost the fight to a gay boxer. So he went into like this depression and this funk. And it kind of, then he started becoming gay because he was like, maybe this guy knows something I don't. Like maybe he's stronger than me because he's gay. So then he started trying to be, it was just a ridiculous premise. But I mean, listen, if these guys were boy lovers and they were kicking ass like that, it's like maybe they unlock some kind of code to combat. I don't know. I forgot. I saw some. <laughs> I saw some uh, boxing thing. I forgot who it was. I'm horrible at remembering shit. But there's these two boxers. One of them was making fun of the other one real bad, and come to find out, like he was gay too. 
And like he beat the shit out of him to the point he killed him. God damn. <laughs> he put him he put him in the corner, like just hailed him. And then like next thing you know, the dude is like sliding on the ground and you can see like his soul leave his body. No, I, I, I want the FBI crime stats for Sparta. I got <laughs> I gotta think I gotta think that they're just like, look, instead of making people feel all ambivalent about their gayness and acting yeah. out in criminal ways. Let's just make this an integral part, like a mandatory part of society. And that way, if you're like, oh, I'm not gay. I mean, I've I've had an innumerable number of gay liaisons by the age of 16 because I needed somebody to pay for my training. Uh, so, I mean, it is what it is. But, you know, now that I've been through it, you know, I mean, my bowel movements are very smooth, never have any constipation. And I found that I like pussy and I'm going to bang my wife and live a regular life. But... There's not going to be any any acting out, no lashing out for for a chance to go to prison because you Spar Sparta is the most liberated prison that's ever been in the history of the world. I wonder. Right. I wonder. Was Athens? Was it all of Greece? Like was because yeah. I know in Athens, most places it was heavily encouraged. Most places okay. in Greece, and then in places like with Sparta and stuff like that, it was it was happening. It says it was happening to varying degrees, but it wasn't just like out in the streets, wide open. They had places for it. You know, the king couldn't be seen with a dude because he had to respect his his wife. And, but it was still happening. But if it was yeah. in if it was in Thebes, that's a whole different story. Thebes is fucking that's Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> This is Atlanta, bro. Yo, how much you want to bet that uh, crime and uh, prison population goes down as the acceptance of homosexuality goes up? I goes think, down? I, I think it. Yeah. I think it. I don't I, think so. We've already I think that it's inevitable. It has to be. I think the more we suppressed it, and the play in the times where it was suppressed the most, it was probably more people committing crimes and going to prison. Now that you could just a dude, a regular dude. Could decide he's gay and he could walk down the street wearing a halter top and tight jeans and a, and a bob haircut in atlanta and then nobody's gonna that's just regular now if he couldn't know, do that a lot of if he couldn't do atlanta, that openly he probably would have like been doing a drive-by <laughs> yeah because they're still trying to go to jail maybe they haven't accepted the the open path to being openly gay yet but uh they yeah. could so they'd rather go do it in jail still behind closed doors right the work the work hasn't fully achieved its aim but they're definitely doing the Lord's work in Atlanta by, yeah. by wearing wigs and being gay and trying to drop the crime rate. Yeah. Yeah, I, I accept it. That's my, I'm, I'm standing on it, bro. Criminality is latent homosexuality. Period. I'm not going to lie. I had, my, I had my apprehension and suspicions when you first laid it out. It just seemed preposterous. It seemed like I couldn't, I couldn't find the through line, like the, the filament throughout that was the, tying it all together. I just couldn't, like, criminality and gayness. And, but but you know what the more the more that I've I've uh, the more that I've kind of meditated on the idea and looked into it and and thought about it and I'm I, I feel like I I it's one of those eureka kind of things was like how did I never know this how did I miss this how was I always not seeing this it makes Bro, perfect sense peep this even in the mafia this is a as a thing in Sopranos there's a whole storyline where they find out one of their boys is gay. Somebody seen him, and oh, this is this is deep, right? So, somebody saw their homeboy Vito or something like that, uh, giving a BJ to a guy in the parking lot, 
So the guy explains it to the bosses, and they got them all in the room, Tony, everybody. And they're like, yeah, it was it was Vito and this other guy. He was giving him a BJ. And they're like, what? Vito's gay? He said, so So when you saw in the parking lot and you saw the guy giving Vito a BJ, and the dude goes, no, 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 no. Let me. I got to correct you. It was Vito giving a BJ. Then they all got angrier. They were like, oh, wait a minute. Like, you didn't say it was that way. Like, like it makes a difference, right? And somebody brought up, you know, we've all been to jail. We shouldn't be so hard on Vito. And he was like, yo, that's in jail. In jail, you do what you got to do. But when you out on the street, that's different. Same thing in the TV show Atlanta. A dude finds out a, ch- a, a quote-unquote chick that he was banging. He finds out it's a dude because he sees him in the in the freaking lockup room. In the, they're, uh, in the same, they're in the same jail. <laughs> yeah, they're in the same jail. And he's, and like, he's like, yeah, that's my ex. Like, Aren't you so <laughs> Yeah, that's my ex. Yeah, we used to date. And all the dudes are looking at him like, that's your ex? He's, that's a dude. He's like, no, nah, man, that's my ex. Like, Why do you think she in here with us? If it was a girl, she'd be on the other side with the women. And he just realized in this moment that the person he was and, and, and a guy in the room said, hey, no, we, you know, we do what we do in jail. You was banging boy booty on the outside. That's different. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, listen, it's hilarious. It's absolutely hilarious that they, they, they draw distinctions between it. It's unacceptable in the real world. But when you're in jail, I mean, yeah, of course. They just relax right into it. It's no problem. There's no problem at all because that's the whole point of being in jail. They did the same thing with Oz because Adam BC was was a super predator. And there was an episode two. He was like, yeah, when I'm in here, I like them all. But when I'm out there, it's just the women. Right. How does that make any sense? Yeah, man. See, this is. And again, as the gayest heterosexual ever to live, I I would think that I would just. There's just no way. There's no. I, I don't like getting massages from dudes. If I go to get a massage, I need a girl. Yeah, not, I'm not the same I'm way. Cheating like... on my wife is just something about a man's hand touching me. <laughs> it's just same way I for can't... me, bro. Like no, no man could braid my hair, bro. I like this. Like, it, <laughs> like no. it just yeah. it it just makes me uncomfortable. So there's no fucking way because I get what they were saying in that. Oh, well, everybody gets their dick sucked by a dude when you're in jail. No. <laughs> like, like no, 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 we're appalled that he was sucking the dick. But come on, everybody in here knows you're going to get a blowjob from a dude. I mean, a mouth is a mouth is a mouth. No. <laughs> he might have lived. He might have lived if he if he was the one getting the BJ. They might not have killed him. But I think when they found out he was giving it, they was like, oh, no. Oh, yeah, that was it. He's got to go. And there it is, self-hate. The homosexuals not accepting themselves, <laughs> trying to parse out with this ridiculous, ridiculous logic as to why them having dudes blow them isn't gay, but to blow a dude is gay. It's it's all gay. And it's fine. It's fine. But 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 the parsing out the rules is is silly. It's silly. It's it's men who haven't accepted their homosexuality and need an outlet for it. And that's it. That's why that's why prisons exist. And until until we until homosexuality isn't a, a dangerous or a proposition, I have a stigma with it. We will have rampant criminality in America. Yeah, there's just no way around it. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, uh, we we've identified it in so many other people just in these isolated incidents. There's no there's no coincidence that. DMX embodies those two things 
most per- most perfectly the wanton and unapologetic criminality and hyper homoerotic behavior and i mean language the whole nine like it it's sprinkled all throughout throughout his music he said some of them and i know it's always like i'm picking on him the man is gone it's not like he can defend himself but it's it's not that i'm making fun of it or anything like that it's just that this person embodied this shit the entire time and people never really said anything about it there's a few youtube videos with like questionable rap lyrics but i'm like bro this is a theme this is a theme he's told on himself multiple times but he's still like the man's man you like you gotta love dmx that's the homie okay all right if that's yeah but like that makes it even more okay that he's the man's man because like it doesn't help it doesn't help the argument when it's like he's from the hood. <laughs> no, no, it doesn't help stuff. it at all. <laughs> I, I've been revisiting my favorite '90s shit. I just listened to a um, Capital Punishment the other day. Gay shit. Absolutely <laughs> gay shit. He, he talked about um, I forget what it was. Um, something about taking your manhood. You wake up without your manhood. Uh, right. Patiently waiting. Something <laughs> Satan. Wake up, get your manhood taken. Something like that. Something yeah. to that effect. I'm like, so yeah, we're we're on this. I'm gonna fuck you in the ass to show you that you're not a man, and I'm not gay. I just I need to show my dominance over you. All of this Eric Sermon mess with me and get your manhood taken. So you're basically right. saying if you bother me, I'm gonna rape you to prove a point. <laughs> <laughs> and I ain't even gay. Right, yeah. I'm not gay. At this but point, though, any, anybody in New York in the conscious community, it's, it's all suspect at this point because of Africa Pam Bowden. Oh, well, yeah. Because, yeah. I like, going deeper into that same that same situation, he's not, like, the only one that was doing stuff and, 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 and like, hurting people and, and raping people. Like, there was, like, multiple people in that, in that same scenario. I, was, I, I found a gentleman by the name of Doggy Diamonds. I've mm. gone down the rabbit hole, yeah. and apparently there's a gang of dudes that got raped by African Bambata. Yeah. So it it it, it was super duper dis, disturbed. I guess we feel like how probably all the people that grew up with like Jimmy Savile felt. Like he's the kid show host. We all grew up with him. Right. It's Uncle Jimmy. He makes entertainment for us. He really cares. Like, yeah, you know. Q-tip gets punched. 300 Zulu nations show up. We're righteous. We're organized. We're all about understanding our history and making sure people don't get fucked with. And, you know, let me babysit. What? Yeah, he was a super predator. He was in the hood. <laughs> just raping young boys. And if you listen to, like, Hassan explain the situation, this man will have, like, young men in his house. And no, he when, he like, said, when he said little boy orgy, I had to check out. I couldn't watch the whole interview. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. That shit disturbed the shit it, out of me. When he was like, and he started naming all the other dudes, which I thought like, don't name everybody. Yeah, he like, doesn't do that no more. But he used to do. He used to go heavy on naming people because he got in trouble for that. But like, every they used to be. First, they would last go in the room. Number. Yeah, that's that's how I know. Like a lot of like, I like as a kid, I was questioning a lot of stuff like football, like the spanking of the ass, showering together, all that grab ass shit. To me, it's like all gay. And then it's like when you hear stories about like how how like a grown man had a bunch of boys in his in his house and they would all work out together and take their shirts off and he'd be like, let me take a picture of y'all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. 
And that's, oh, man, your lats are really getting defined, man. Let's track your progress. And and the sad part about it is, too, because, like, I go down the rabbit hole when it comes to, like, hood shit. Like, a lot of people from the hood got the same story. So, like, apparently when you jump out the porch, and I'm not, like, a hood expert, but apparently when you jump out this porch, it's at the age of, like, 11, 12, 13, 14, sometimes. And then there's always, like, the guy that these kids look up to, and it's, like, a 20, 30-something-year-old man hanging out with, like, a bunch of 13, 14, 15, 16-year-old kids. And it's, like, to me... I think we just described this to Sparta. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But it's everybody has the same story. Like, I've listened to people do interviews, like, rappers. And, like, they'll... they'll, In the mid-interview, it's, like... I don't know why this 30-year-old was hanging out a bunch of 18-year-olds. I don't, I don't understand it. <laughs> and I'm like, it, it's super predators, like, all over the place. Yeah, and it's, um, it's fucked up, but it's, um, it's, it's, um, it's not as a rare of a thing as you may think, you know? And a lot of times families protect it for whatever reason, you know? protecting a breadwinner, protecting somebody that is perceived as doing something positive in another facet. But Look so at they the way Hassan away. talks. He says he yeah. can't kill the man because that was a father figure to him. Right, right. Which, just which, say, by you, the just, way, just say I, you're I would, in love with him and you just want to tell him, you just say you're in love with him and say you want him to tell the world that he's gay. Well, so I, I was a little too hard. I was too hard on Hassan and WAC 100. I was not fair. I watched the whole interview regarding the the podcast with Six Nine that was in question as to why you know and 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 I there's there's definitely things I don't like about both of them, but definitely some things that I can appreciate. Like I could be wrong, but but I I I I do believe it may be exaggerated. Maybe he wouldn't kill you, but I do feel like he he may fuck you up or want to get violent if you were to um to question his sexuality. Like, he's been pretty firm on this, like, I'm not gay. I'm not gay. I believe him. I believe him. I don't know. I saw a couple of the interviews. If you were raped as a kid, though, like, could you, could you, like, what, I don't know, like, it's just, it's just, it's a weird line because, like, if you were raped as a kid, like, you're already fucked up, especially if it's, like, by another, like, man or woman. Yes, it's gonna be, yeah, it's always gonna be, and that's the thing, you're, you're always going to have some trauma to work through. And some people, and th- then this is how it's going to go. You're going to deal with your trauma and get past it, or it's going to plague you and cause you to fuck up. And you're going to have the same fuck ups over and over and over and outbursts because you haven't dealt with it. So I'm sure he's been working out some lifelong trauma. So I, I definitely I definitely empathize with the dude. I don't know how, how full of shit he is. I'm just getting to the point that you know he's just, he's a super conspiracy theorist. Like I, that's I, that's the only annoying thing that I I don't I don't like about him because yeah, like but I mean, he'll go that, overboard with it. But but that's that's par for the course. That's hip hop has always had an Alex Jones aspect to it. It's 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 always had the the government created AIDS, the yeah, government yeah. created crack, the government it, it, that that part is that that conspiratorial. Um, you know, let me. This is what you're seeing, but let me explain to you what it really is. Like, so I get it. He's in that vein. I'm just, I'm trying to get to the point where I just latch on to the positive of everybody and give credit where I can and not harp too much on the shit where I'm like, ugh, that's ugh. But the, um, but the idea, like still him saying, you know, I don't like this, um, you know, indiscriminate, violent component 
you know, having so much influence over the community or the culture of the music. Like, I could get behind that. I, yeah, I'm I, I get it. it. All the I'm other shit it. is, you know, it might be a I little like, weird, but it's, it's whatever. I like the fact because, like, a lot of these, like, new hip-hop reporters, they, uh, especially the YouTube ones, they'll, they'll be, they'll be brave until they start showing their face. Because, like, a lot of them, they, they, they get famous before they show their face, and then they show their face, and then everybody hates them. But then, like, now when it starts getting when they start getting into the business of things they start making friendly relationships with people so now like for example for a while academics used to like him and meek mill used to go at it with each other now they're friends oh dude so like that's that's the gossip to the umpteenth degree yeah I, so, you, i've been on a i've been on a, a, a rabbit hole of of hood youtube videos and i i i i i don't remember um, the first time I saw academics, I think it was when uh, the Migos were talking about they were going to fight him in that interview. I think that might have been the first time I seen him. Yeah. But dude, going through these clubhouse videos, it's all online. I'm like, yo, this dude, these dudes are just all gossipers. This is this is straight. It, the thug gossip shit is absolutely real. I didn't realize it was such a huge industry. Oh yeah, and I academics just started it. Academics like. Started. He seems really comfortable in that lane. Like <laughs> he started it. So like all these all these people that you watch on YouTube that explains everything that happens in the hood in detail, he started it. Like he was the first. So the whole Chicago thing was him. Right, that's what that thing people were saying like they were mad at him cuz they said he was responsible for some dudes in Chicago getting killed. Nah, the problem which, with him which was I don't with, know how you could put that on any one person. Yeah, like, and that's his whole argument. That's his whole argument, because it's like, then if that's the case, what about Time News or whatever? But his his what he did say about that situation is, is how he did it, because he wanted to uh, report about with Chicago, but he was being uh, very uh, satirical about it. Yeah. So, like, he was being like, oh, this is the king of Chicago, the killer, the killer. So he was trying to make a joke out of everything, but it was also pissing people off at the same time. Because, you know, people are dying, and then you're over here calling this person this type of person, that type of person, and he, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but but in his defense, I think you get more mad at the people that are causing the dying than the dude cracking a joke about it. Yeah, the, I'm the, the same way. This is the problem. I'm the same way. Like, I don't, I don't see anything that he's doing wrong, in a sense. He's just reporting what's going on. Like, for example, like the whole Meek Mill thing, Meek Mill used to get mad at him for posting stuff, right? And it's like, I'm posting things that you guys post. What are you talking about? Like, if you're posting pictures of guns that you already posted in your Instagram, and I'm reposting it, and you're getting mad at me because the police are going to see it, you don't think they're watching your page? <laughs> like, what's it's, my page? It's me reposting. Yeah, yeah, it's that was the whole. That's the whole argument. But I'm I'm the same way. I'm like, if y'all are posting these things and I'm just reposting and I'm and I'm talking about it, that's on y'all. Now, now, if I'm talking about a criminal case and it gets people locked up then that's a whole different story. No, listen, let's just keep it real. He's a soft target. Yeah, that too. That that's too, it. but I, Bottom I won't line, give it up to academics, target. though. He, he, he's not afraid to, like, to defend himself, but at the same time, he knows, like, he's home all day. He doesn't have yeah. to meet these people. But that's what they, that's how they see him. They see him as a soft target. And they, it's the same thing with Tommy Sotomayor. You have uh, video footage of 20 chicks ripping each other's weave out at the mall, and and he'll play the video and talk some shit about him, and everybody says that he's tearing down women or he's 
tearing down his own race. I'm like, what do you think it is to beat the shit out of each other at the mall? And he didn't capture the footage. He just got somebody else's footage of this fight happening or some evidence or some other story. They just picked the person who's talking about it because that's the soft target. Nobody yeah. want to go be like, yo, let me find all these all these chicks who was left their babies in the street to fight. And I'm going to discipline these women. No, I'm going to discipline the guy who made a video about the women who left their babies in the street so they could fight. Tommy okay. Sotomayor is a prophet. That man, <laughs> that man makes people feel conviction and they feel uncomfortable with it. It's yeah. not like you're ruining the... There's no racist white people or just, I won't even say racist, white people who just don't want to deal with black people. I don't want to live in a black neighborhood. I don't really give a fuck. I'm not too fond of their culture. If I see somebody, I'm not going to do violence to them, but I just don't like them. I don't want to be around them. People with that perception, they they don't think that way because they saw one of Tommy Sotomayor's videos. You know right. what I'm saying? They feel that way because of their own experience, and they probably saw one of the weed fights. And they were like, oh, yep, that's exactly. I I almost wasn't going to be racist, but then I saw, and I feel more comfortable being racist now. I feel justified in my my pre my my um my prejudices because now I've seen something to affirm it. So it's this idea that he's destroying black people's collective reputation because he's going over this shit. Like the people who are already like I don't like black people, they already expect that shit. Right. He's just saying like no that that shit is out there. That shit is out there, and what you're feeling is conviction because we can't just we can't I, you can't run away from it and say it doesn't exist. And he just doesn't let people say, look, it. You can't say it doesn't exist. He's not telling anybody because it exists, you're justified in being a racist. He's just saying, look, if we're talking all this, because you know what I really feel about that dude is I feel like he's very much like George Carlin when George Carlin described himself as a as a recovering idealist. I feel like that dude was probably like a conscious pro-black dude at one point and just yeah. got overwhelmed with the fuckery. It's like, nah, this is bullshit. Like, yeah. there is no point in talking about all this high-minded shit. Like, what, what, what are we going to do once we get control of the infrastructure? Like, what? <laughs> you know how many steps away that is? Like, we're not talking about shit we need to fix. So, I don't know, man. I... I I, I I like the more I'm glad he's back online now. He's got some shit up that um he's still an asshole. He's still an asshole, but I just feel like as much of an asshole he is, it's it's an it's an undeniable uh important undertaking that nobody would sign up for. Like Tommy Sotomayor is intellectually um what gay people are sexually. Like there's <laughs> nobody wants to volunteer, like, yeah, let me choose to be gay. So that my religion can tell me I'm going to hell. My father never respects me again, and I can be disowned by my family. Let me choose to do that. Not right. really, hey, this is who I am. There's nothing I can do about it. So it's not like if he really wasn't convicted in his opinion, nobody would sign up to be him. You know what I'm saying? Like it's I, I don't know anybody um in the in the black conscious community that doesn't completely hate that dude. Yeah, and his well, overall know, yeah. idea is do better. Do better is his right. overall well, idea. Right, shouldn't we all be behind that? Right, right. So they don't like the delivery, they don't like his language, they don't like a whole bunch of shit, but the bottom line is do better. And nobody, very rarely, do they actually have anything to say about the content that he's making a commentary on. 
They don't talk about that at all. It's they might write it off. They might write it off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, oh, no doubt she was wrong for beating her mama up with a baseball bat. That's true. <laughs> but you ain't have to call her a bitch, though. <laughs> what the fuck y'all doing? That's exactly what they do with him. Yeah. That's exactly what they do with him. All the time. All the time. And no matter what kind of points he makes, they keep going back to, yeah, yeah, Tommy. But but you called her a crackhead, though, man. That ain't right, man. Why is it black women every God. day? We have one <laughs> white woman picture. Like, so what, yo? Just And, and you know what the most uh, offensive and ridiculous thing you could ever say to a person who uh, who hates Tommy Sotomayor, you know, the most disrespectful thing that you could say to them is stop watching it. Stop watching it. That's unheard of. That's an undoable option. Like, no, no, I'll <laughs> never stop watching it. And no. instead, I'm going to force him to talk the way I want him to talk about the things I want him to talk about. I'm going to move him over to my talking points. And if he doesn't, I'm just going to haunt him until he does. Like, you know, you could just stop watching him, right? No, nah, no, nah, I don't think that's the idea. I don't think that's the answer here. No, I'm going to stalk this guy. That's what makes me different things. I don't be paying attention to none of those motherfuckers. <laughs> like I'll I'll watch and pay attention, then after a while, it's like, all right, this is it's, it's done. You guys are just repeating the same thing over and over. Right, right. You drift off when when you're done, you leave. Yeah. You don't start you don't start commenting like you guys should get better content, like, bro. Uh, just go I, away. Because <laughs> after a while, like the, the information is the same, and it's useless. Most of it is useless. They're going to have a day. I guarantee you somebody or connected to Sodnetter is having a d- debate right now on whether black people should be Christians or Israelites. <laughs> Guaranteed. Guaranteed. Somebody's talking about whether uh, ancient Egypt is more important than uh, ancient Sumeria. Yeah. Were the Egyptians black? Where are, are, are white people really from the moon? That's what they're talking about right that's now. What, that's what they lose me at. Because... I understand trying to know trying to know blackness, but it's like after a while, it's like how much of that information is useful now? Right. What's the practical like, application? Like, there's of, more of Africa's like this big of a place, and all y'all, you just want to tell me about Egypt, like Egypt, like that's it. You know what I mean? Like, it's I don't know. I lose it's interest after a while. It's cultural appropriation, is what it is. They like, they'll tell you in one breath how different everybody was in Africa, and don't tell like certain black people like. Egyptians are basically white. <laughs> like the motherfuckers Late. that the motherfuckers that built the pyramids and the people that we talk about every day are mostly the white ones. Because the Greeks came Ben came down, the Romans Ben right. came down, took over, integrated, built their own statues, all that. Yeah, yeah Ptolemy. The, the Ptolemies. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Ptolemy, once that happened, it was a wrap. But even before then, I mean, like I said, it I don't think it should really matter. I'm not one of those people. Um, I understand how they say rep- representation is important and whitewashing and all this other shit, but it, I don't. I don't know, man. I don't see where it deeply really matters to a person who's alive in 2022 about the color of somebody who lived 3,000 years ago. Man, it Ooh. just shows. It just shows how lost. It just shows how lost African Americans are. Not all of them, but just the majority of it, the despair of it, because it's like. If you have, if you, if you meet like Africans from Africa and like you meet black people from other countries, they don't have that sense of like wanting to know all that stuff because they grow up learning that stuff. Right. Or like right. they have a history of themselves, like they're, they're connected to their past. 
So it doesn't like that, that knowledge of like all that and getting and this and that, it, it doesn't really mean anything. It's just like, that's your history, but it doesn't well, our, determine our, your future. Arguing about the past is stupid because basically what you're saying is who are the most technologically advanced rapists in any given yeah. epoch of time? <laughs> that's basically what you're trying to figure out wow. and say, yep, we were them. And it just, there's no value in it. And the, the silly shit about Egypt is, you, you know, there was great Zimbabwe, right? Like, that's what I'm saying. It, it wasn't just all that right, shit. Right, right. Kush, Kush, the first, the first nation um, referenced in the Bible. The the Hebrew word is Kush. It's talking yeah. about Ethiopia, right? And and not only that, and and then when you get into, um, and I, I love the gymnastics that people pull out when you start talking about it. it's like, but you know the Egyptians like invaded Nubia, right? Like you know they subjugated them, right? So if you think that they were dark black sub-Saharan Africans, they had no qualms about saying, oh, more Africans. Fuck it. Let's let's conquer them and take them as slaves. Like there there wasn't there wasn't this enlightened principle of we shouldn't take other people's shit just because we're we're strong enough to do so. It's like, no, we're strong enough to do so. But but what about the racial loyalty component? Don't care. Don't <laughs> care. We're gonna take their shit. So it, it just people put way too much on Egypt as this, you know, um, just like this mythical place, you know. Yeah. But they they had tubs made out of quartz. It's like okay, or do you know right. about like the Oglomex? Like there's like right, way the Omex, more yeah, yeah, yeah. weirder shit. <laughs> like right, how the fuck no. did they get to the island? Where the fuck are those stones? Like did they bring those stones on the boat? Like like they're perfectly what the cut fuck? Giant. into yeah. place. And like right. we can't figure out why. And like y'all niggas are still stuck on these no. fucking periods. Right. They've the gold. <laughs> like, <Right. everything's> like... <laughs> and this is this is always where I'm at with any of these fucking these debates where people want collective racial identity credit. Where a white dude and a black dude are arguing about fucking who invented the light bulb. Neither one of you motherfuckers can make one or explain <laughs> how it works. Exactly. So both of you aren't shit. So right. fighting about who discovered shit, yo, why can't we just be like, this is humanity's collective achievement. And for all intents and purposes, based on our, our little finite experience and the, the small breadth of our knowledge and our ability to write shit down, um, chances are that all of this shit was done possibly hundreds of thousands or millions of years ago, fell apart and forgotten about with no right. trace left. So at best, you're rediscovering some shit. And if you really think that there's life beyond what what exists here on Earth, well, then you really got to accept that you're not shit and that anything that's achieved is really just a rediscovery or a harnessing of something that's already out there in the ether waiting to be harnessed. But this 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 wanting to claim ownership for shit as if you did it, it's always it's always just been super duper silly to me. Silly. It's just it silly. It's stupid. If you want to take credit for racial achievements, you intrinsically open yourself up to have to answer for racial misdeeds. Exactly. Yeah, they're just connected. They're connected. You can't have one without the other. If you're going to take ownership of something you think happened in Egypt, somebody's going to want to talk about what's happened in the Congo. Right. And unless you want to start answering those questions, I, don't, I think you should leave this conversation alone. It's going to get real ugly real fast. For right. everybody. And if, you, and if you want to take credit for the glories of Caucasians and making Stonehenge, 
you got to take responsibility for the the um the atrocities of Leopold. Absolutely. That that that's got to be the new rule. Like, listen, if if you want credit for Egypt, you got to answer for FBI crime statistics. <laughs> if you want, it's just got to be the rule. It's got to be the rule. You got to oh. if if you want credit for everybody, you got to take responsibility for everybody. And nobody wants that fucking headache. Nope. Nobody <laughs> wants that fucking headache. You know how many pieces of shit are in the world that look just like you? No matter what you look like, there's a horrific piece of shit that looks just like you. Just like you. Do you want white people to always have to come out and say, every time you invite them over, listen, thanks for having me over. I just want you to know I'm not going to murder, rape your corpse, and eat you and keep parts of you frozen in my freezer. I just want you to, I want you to know that about me. Like, we got to answer Where's this for, coming from, Ned? You know, right? like <laughs> Jeffrey Dahmer. You know Jeffrey Dahmer? Why are you bringing up Jeffrey Dahmer? Because he's white, you know? You know what I mean? Me, I'm white, he's white. You get it, right? That would be mad weird. I don't want to start doing it now. <laughs> That's a good skit. Like, it's just like a party, and then the white people come in, and then it's time to leave. And then it's just like, well, you know... uh, uh, Sean, Sean, I'm not gonna kill people. I'm not gonna rape you. I'm not gonna take over your house. I'm not gonna come over here. <laughs> what you guys are great. Where's this? Co- what are you talking about? <laughs> Reginald, you know, where's all this coming from? Colonizers, you know. You know, I, I'm white. I'm from. I'm from Europe. <laughs> I just want you to know, I'm not gonna take over. <laughs> like just and just so we're clear, Tyrone. Like, uh, you're not gonna sexually assault anyone with an AK-47, are you? I had no intentions of pistol whipping anyone, <laughs> Mrs. Johnson. What are you talking about? I saw some documentary on the Congo the other day, and I just, I just, <laughs> uh, you know, black people get squirrely sometimes with guns and, and sexual organs. I don't know. Man, this, this is not going to be a good conversation for anybody. So you need to let it go. There, you can't take credit for racial achievements unless you want to have the ugly conversations too. And everybody has an ugly conversation. And the worst of them, the absolute worst of them, are the ones who make excuses for it. Like the people who will proudly tell you about what the Moors did during their occupation. And that pisses me off. They'll tell you proudly, oh, yeah, we took their whole shit. Had their wives working in the brothels. And you're like, that's, oh, that's okay. Cool. So, <laughs> that's cool and all. That's cool. That's, that's cool. cool. But, but those remember, were the black Muslims. Those were not the- African. <laughs> those were not like these proud African people. No, they were fighting for Muslimism, like right. it had nothing to do with <laughs> being black and having Afro. <laughs> Muslimism. I like I'm not that saying better. Islam anymore. I'm saying no, Muslimism. I like, I like that better. better. That's way better. <laughs> like, they, they just wanted to spread that shit, and then when they when they took over Europe, they did the same thing <laughs> that you're complaining the way. No, but 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 that's the whole thing. <laughs> Religion is interchangeable for race. You could just, yeah. you can interchange it. You're going to get the same recipes. Remember with the three monotheistic religions, they all got the same story. Not that raping, conquering, and enslaving is wrong. It's just, it's it's wrong when they're not the ones doing it. That's literally what they all believe. Our God is coming back so we can rape and enslave you. Right. That's it. Right. That's There's it. Israelites that's really, that really hold that idea that, when Jesus comes back or when the whatever the thing is that whatever they call it, the Armageddon, when that happens, it's going to be perfectly permissible for Israelites to, to rape a, a women of other races. And they don't think that they're not saying that 
the 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 second coming of God is going to change the atmosphere, and they're going to just be willingly bowing down to us and presenting their hind parts. Like, no, that's not. No, we can go get them and grab them and tackle them in the bushes and take it. You know, you know what that sounds like to me. That sounds like we're about to find out we're about to die, and everybody's going to be out there raping and killing people. And then yeah. a big fiery death is gonna happen. <laughs> yeah, because that's, that's that's what most people assume anyway. That's what they assume the the core existence of humanity is. This is when you hear people arguing against atheism. They're like, so if there's no God, why don't you just go around raping and murdering? It's like because I don't wanna. Like what right. the fucking like, <laughs> Ricky Gervais said, no, I, I rape and murder exactly the amount that I want to, which is fucking zero. Like, what are you talking about? But they they just assume. Like I'm a Christian, I'm good. So, but if if you don't believe in God, why don't you just go out and murder children? Like, why is that the first thing you think of when a person says they don't believe in this structure that you believe in? That that forces me to start to think that if if this Bible was debunked or if it got pulled away from you in a way you couldn't do it anymore, I think this is what you would revert to. You'd be you in the are purge. Raping the first puppy within <laughs> within eyesight. Oh, like, so Jesus isn't real? Oh, give me that fucking Yorkie. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Why the fuck me some teacup Yorkies, boys? There's that's no the God. Play if that's what you want to do. But hey, I'm not into that kind of thing, dude. But yeah, it's it's a lot of goofy shit going on out here. I used to watch those uh those debates on Egypt and all that shit a lot a while back because it, it is a super interesting culture. But then when you like you said when you get into Sumeria and Omega, it, you you just don't find a reason to stay super focused on that one. You know, and then you kind of drift away from all of it. At least I did. I got more into quantum shit and absurdist literature and all kinds of crazy shit because it just made more sense to me specifically. But the shit that they talk about, I just don't I never see a through line to, you know, what's going to change today. They talk about Egypt. And then when you go to their website, they're trying to sell you a package that's going to make you a sovereign citizen or some shit like that. It's why I don't know what they be talking about. So it never leads back to anything. It's stupid. It's just a reason to be proud of something, but it's like, okay, now you're proud. Then what? Whereas there's still poor people and black people and this and that killing each other. What's, what, what? Now you're now you're a poor black. Now you're a proud black person, and people are still killing and raping each other. Right, but at least I can move away from it. Like I could get at a different apartment now because they all gave me their money because they came to my lectures. I got, I got they bought my citizen packets. Yeah, I sold them a, a $97 book on the internet, and when they got it in the mail, it was a pamphlet. It was a bunch of a bunch of pieces of paper. That's that a cold hustle, out. man. That's yeah, a bunch of pieces of paper I printed out on, from my computer. It doesn't have a cover. It just got like a three-hole punch and a string and shit like that, and I, and I mailed it to you, and that's the book that's going to show you how to get rich like me. If you do everything I put in that book, you'll be rich. 100 oh. bucks. Send it over. It's like it's like watching stock YouTube videos, and then like these people are like, "I made ten thousand, and I'm doing this," but like people fail to realize it's like they're not really making that much money in the because they have because they have that money in the stock. They're making that money because they're posting three to five videos a, a day, and <laughs> they're able to put five ten thousand dollars. Yeah, they're advertiser friendly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's all a game. It's a good hustle, but like I always say, there's a key for every lock. I ain't mad at him. You know, Brother Polite had every opportunity to turn that little empire and flip it into generational wealth. Instead, he sexually assaulted his wife's daughter. So there you go. Oh, Allegedly. no. You know, he wanted to rape that. little girls. 
And he's, I think, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, but I, I was told or heard that he was connected to Michael Z. York. Yeah, that's that's the person who brought him in the game. He so, calls him, his, he, he out of his mouth, he called uh, Dr. York his spiritual father. That's, that's, that's another thing why I don't get into, like, these weirdo ultra black bullshit because like I don't know it's it's a, I don't get into any of it because it's like when it when it becomes like the raping little kids I'm like how do we get here? Yeah, he's what happened, charged. What charged happened to the building battery. and becoming? What happened to like Man. building and becoming great? <laughs> like See, when did the when did this happen? Like I don't know, know. I was just gonna say like I was just about to say we were talking about the hustle and the grift or whatever. I was like. You know, uh, I was like, at least at least Polite is talking to people about getting life insurance policies and invest in their money, because a lot of times there is no real economic, no practical, pragmatic economic guidance from a lot of these um, people that are selling these dreams and shit. But, yeah, I didn't I didn't know he was fucking the kids, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just recently, not and long it, it, ago, last month. It's all quote unquote alleged. But like the police, the police, if you read the police report. It's yeah. bad, bro. Like they got he got his stuff in her panties or whatever. He took the girl while the mother was at like it was it's just horrible. And yeah, they 14, all and, and then the, the, the rumor old. is they all knew about it. Sonetter and all that stuff. Yo, man. What once you once you start getting those, you just gotta smoke a lot of weed. You gotta get that testosterone countdown. If you're bro, if, he had three wives. He had three adult wives. Uh, I don't because well, I'm if, just bro, if you the, can't the, Bro, you got <laughs> right. three adult women, and like you still, why? yeah, you still like, go for a fourteen-year-old. You're, you're girl. greedy now, and it's getting yeah, right. it's crazy. It's, it's, your greed right, is going right. backwards. <laughs> right, like, but that's like, yeah, it's it's because I I get that we're men, right, and there is something programmed within us to fuck, and regardless yeah. of what the laws are, we're all there's also something programmed in us to fuck when shit looks the most fertile, like. It's there. That's it's there. Saying. We have a lot of things that have socialized us and and, and, and culture, and re- I think religion has played a role. You know, there 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 have been great civilizing forces put on humanity to help us um, keep in check those animalistic impulses as much as possible. Nature don't give a fuck about your age. Nature don't give a fuck about your consent. Your know, animals are pedophilic rapists nonstop. That's the animal kingdom is rape. That's why I love the character who's an outspoken activist against animal rape. <laughs> I want to see that character. I want to see them get on Tucker Carlson. I want to see them troll news stations all the time. And what what is it that you're against? I'm here to we're here to talk about animal rape. There's a lot of unreported, unprosecuted rape in the animal kingdom. Um, so I get that that's wired within us. But it's like at some point, if especially if you talk all that knowledge shit. Like you're 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 wise and you understand what those civilizing forces and ideas are and how they 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 are responsible for guiding your life so that you make wise decisions. Like at that point, like dude, you gotta you gotta get your dick under control. The moment you're like, yo, I wanna fuck my I wanna fuck one of my wife's daughters, it's like, yo, it's time to go to the doctor. I'm not saying you gotta get full chemical castration. But if you recognize in yourself that it's going that way, like, look, doc, like, you know what I'm saying? What can, what can we prescribe? What can we, like, my, my man energy is just too much. It's nah, too much. Nah. Like, what can I do to get this shit down? Prescribe some discipline. Once you get to that level, 
once you yeah. get to that level, you got to be held to a higher standard. I, shit sure. like that is for animals. Shit like you said, it's that shit like that is for animals, for people who can't control themselves. If you've worked your way up to that position, you got that amount of money, influence, you've already finagled yourself three adult wives. You you gotta be able to curb these instinct, even if it is an instinctual behavior. You gotta do better than that, B. Come on, bro. You at that level doing this kind of shit? That's psycho behavior. That's like that's mental illness at that point. Yeah. You had every not only do you have okay, so let's not only do you have three adult wives, he's also all over the place. He's a social media influencer at this point. So he's in Vegas, he's in, you know, Miami, he's got access to every strip club, every brothel, every possible outlet you could have to get that shit out. And you just shit right where you eat. That's ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. How are you this successful thus far, but that that's that's just stupid that's just stupid you threw it all away for something that you could have easily curbed that's like it's not like he had no other options it's ridiculous i don't i don't get it like i said that's why i said it has to be a mental illness it's a mental break at that point or or you're just a lot more sinister than we realized it's no excuse they're sinister like yeah if you if you like this super alpha male character Pussy's gonna be thrown at you. It's completely understandable why, like, you fall for it. But like, there's no excuse for like a child. A child is not throwing their poop vagina at you. Yeah, even you're, if they are, you're a super predator. No. Like, you're a fucking <laughs> animal, bro. Like, you're a fucking animal. It's like the the walrus. Like, listen, think about the <laughs> think about the walrus behavior, right? If the walrus does what the walrus does on level nine of Dante's correctional facility. It's like, yeah, well, I mean, it's the walrus and it's Dante's. But if you hear that same list of of uh, charges, but where did this happen at? Oh, it happened in the fucking lumber aisle at Home Depot. Right. You'd be like, yo, that's a sick motherfucker, bro. He, even if it's the same thing. Yeah, he jumped on him, he beat him up, he slammed him on the ground, he butt spitting was happening, like all of this shit. <laughs> if you do it in, in, in Dante's, it's understandable. But if you do it at Costco, you're a psychopath. That's the difference. It's, it's, it's always hard. I, and this is what I struggle with, because I like to think, you know, I like to take everybody at the world. I don't want to be so jaded and cynical. But you got to give it to the man. He he was intelligent. He was. You have to have some degree of wisdom and and character refining principles to achieve what he he achieved, like he did build something with with his mind and with his his own resources, right? Like yeah. you know, it, it, he he did cultivate something, and he he seemed to do it uh, at least I guess originally along the lines of, hey, this this is something I've recognized that's important to me, where I see this cultural sickness, and I want to help educate uh, as many people as I can. To help save them from a lot of these these ills that are out here and pitfalls that you could go in. So th- there is something noble about it. Like you, I don't know if I. It, it's hard for me to accept that that was the long game. You know what I mean? I'm going to devote years and years and years of my life to achieving and developing and growing wealth and helping other people grow wealth because the end game is I'm gonna get to fuck those kids. You know what I mean? Like that. That's right. such, that's it doesn't a, make any sense. It's such a level of diabolical Illuminati 4D chess 
You know what I'm saying? I'm just going to suck it up and bust my ass. Because most people are like, look, I'm going to find some kids to rape now. Like, I'm not, I'm not on the, I'm not on the 30 year rape plan. I'm not doing right. that. I'm not right. on the rape retirement plan. I'm not putting in my 30 years and then I get to rape the kids. I'm going to figure out a situation now. So mm-hmm. I, for me, like, I got to think that it's just it, people that run their own show, they get a little bit of taste of that influence and power and control that they have. And they just start feeling entitled to shit. And it's hard for them to tell themselves no. Like, I feel like you got to you got to constantly be fasting. You got to You just got to tell your body, look, I'm not eating no food. Why? You think you're more spiritual because you're not fuck because it's one of the most primal demands. And if you don't do it for long enough, you'll die. So just as a general practice, get used when your body is telling you, oh, I got to have that shit. Tell it no. Tell it no. Understand the fucking meat suit that you're piloting around and the shit that it's going to demand, because sometimes it's going to demand some vile shit. And you got to always be in 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 the mode of comfortable telling it no. And if you get in a situation, you create a situation for yourself where you're just too successful and you start having too much access to shit around you and you're just used to not anybody telling you no. I feel like if, you know, you're committing like like personal spiritual cultural fucking like suicide you're destining yourself to fucking fall into one of those pitfalls if you're going to get to that level like i don't i don't know who he had around him but i feel like dude you had to have like there was no friends to hold you accountable like look man you know i'm really the shit about getting all these bitches life insurance just in case anything happens you know smart i'm with you but uh the fucking the daughters thing what's going on man come on talk to me like, <laughs> what can you tell a man that has three wives? It's not and even what can that. you tell a man that has three wives and hundreds of thousands of dollars from talking shit on YouTube? You can't yeah. tell him nothing. Nothing. You can't give him no advice. You can't tell him nothing. If he decides to start taking some some steroids or some supplements, if he starts to get younger girls, he's going to be like, look, bro, I know what I'm doing, clearly. Clearly. <laughs> you don't have three wives or hundreds of thousands of dollars from your YouTube channel. So it's not uh, not really the whole logic to say. I think, I think you, yeah. yeah, you're right, man. Yeah, you're right. Can't say there's no excuse. Right, there's no excuse for the behavior, but there really isn't a lot anybody around him could have said because I'm sure he positioned himself as the prize. Like he was obviously the most successful, the most active, the most recognized on social and media. And they're probably getting paid by him. Too. And they're getting paid by him. So what can you say? You're a subordinate. Uh, Look, bro. They know. said. Because I found out about this. This is like when, when I first learned about Hassan and I learned about all this stuff. So Hassan, if you go back to the Hass- like Hassan talking about it, it's hilarious. But they were saying that Sonetta called him out, right? I think it, they said it's recorded too. And then like they, they had some award show. Sonetta gave him an award <laughs> thanking him. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I don't doubt it. Look, it's a bunch of bullshit going on with these. Guys. Right. It always has been. It always has been. They debate each other. They switch positions. You know, like he came in, like we said, he came in with uh, as Doctor York's protege almost, and we know what Doctor York was about. That's what I'm saying. Him. I'm sorry, like that, that. To me, that's one of like the craziest things about people, because like I'm the guy, like I don't know. I just see things different. So you come in in a job interview. I'm just over here. I'm the black guy. I know everything about black history, right? <laughs> oh, I used to work under Doctor Z York. Oh, okay, okay. All right, I'll talk to you later. Like there's nothing I want to hear hear from you. (laughs) And I mean, well, anybody could have worked under him, but it's the point that you you don't agree with 
the sentencing, nothing that any of the victims are saying. You maintain the position that this is just a conspiracy to ruin my spiritual father. Fuck all that. If that's your position, <laughs> like if you, because I used to read, uh, I used to read the scrolls. I was heavy in the new Abu back in the day. I still got a couple of the books now. Like I was, I was into it. And then I got to a place where he was saying, you know, I know I look like a regular human person, but in reality, I'm the Archangel Michael and I'm 76 trillion years old. I was like, <laughs> okie dokie. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, I, I'm pretty much done. Like there's still some cool shit in here that I can read about this and stuff, but I'm no longer going to take this seriously. You know what I'm saying? But that was just me. If you if you might have worked for the organization, you might have. There, there was a time where I probably would have moved out to the spot they had if if, if things would have worked out. I might have moved out there because I was into it. There was yeah, no dog, way I would have walked seen into the room. What happened to that guy? Like, there's Don no way I would have seen it coming. Don would have walked into the room. <laughs> oh, see, yeah, see, nah, son. What's going on over here? <laughs> what y'all doing in here, y'all? It wasn't part of the plan of the spiritual nah, being. This wasn't in none of the books. Like, this was going on. This wasn't in none of the books. I was cool with the pyramids. Uh, you know, Atlanta, I was cool. Right. You said the cave beast aliens that descended from the flugel rods. I was did cool with shit. all that. Not us. You ain't say the black folks did it. You said the flugel rods do this shit. That's who do this. But yeah, they, they own it, bro. And people defended it. Polite was one of them. So it, it doesn't really surprise me that he would dabble in those types of behaviors. Now, now, not to say that, uh, I mean, well, you know, the age shit is really just arbitrary these days. There was a time when you could marry a fucking 15-year-old girl, and it wasn't a big deal. You'd be an adult male. Her parents would just hand her over to generous. you. Yeah, okay, 15 but look, generous. but look, yeah. right? But look, so it's it's 2022. It's 427, 2022. 9 28 p.m. Right, we're all adult men here, Pretty right? Above, above yeah. our 30s, right? We can all agree at this day and age when we all look at 15 year olds, we're like, Yeah, we, we're not looking to marry this 15 year old in any mean, like, like you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, so it's yeah. like, so clearly, clearly, we were wrong. <laughs> no, no, because they were they were super successful. The 15 year olds didn't have TikTok back then, they didn't have Instagram. <laughs> It was different. Their parents' property had blight and, and no crops hadn't come in. So the best thing that could happen to them is your daughter gets married to this guy from town or some shit like that. It was fine. It worked out more often than not or we wouldn't have made it this far. But now it's different. People's consciousness is different. And For our sure. ideas about about age and consent and shit like that have changed. What is it based on? Who knows? It's always an arbitrary number. Who knows when the time is like, okay, you can't screw, and then one year later, okay, now you can screw. What's changing that year? We just make it up as we go along, so it's not a big deal. But there's no reason for this guy to be hitting on sexually his wife's daughter. If he was just saying, yo, I met this 15-year-old girl and I want to bring her in and be the fourth wife, that's a conversation that they need to have with the girl's parents and his other wives. That would That's not for me to be like, oh, get the law involved. But the fact that there's abuse and rape and co like coercion and shit like that involved, that's right. completely different. That's a whole different psychological path. He wasn't trying to have a new wife. He was doing some dirty balling, bro. That ain't, that's not cool. It, 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 Kwame Kaba hasn't fucked any kids, right? No. Dude, okay, no. good. No. I, I like that. I'd like to think that there's there's at least a few people in that sphere that haven't shown themselves to be complete pieces of shit. Right. Yeah, so, he's chilling. Dr. Phil Valentine, 
the gracious man who gave us our intro and our and, and the, the extended version of our yeah. ideology. He's fine. He's he's saying that the earth is not round, but it's a flat, infinite plane that you can never find the ends of. But he's not bothering nobody's children. I'm with that. Yeah. <laughs> Let's have that conversation. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But polite, we gotta go, bro. We got to go. You've already been accused of scamming people several times over. He was doing some mortgage shit. He was doing some uh, sovereign citizen shit. He was selling people land that they didn't actually own. Like piece after piece after piece after piece. And then he finally actually got in trouble with the law for real for a sexual assault on his daughter, on his wife's daughter. So it's just, it's just he was on wild. the path. He's on the path for a while. It's like it's hard, bro. Like, and I get mad. So I get mad because it's like I look at the younger generation, especially like black people, and they read into these people so deep. And I'm like, bro, you're going to get disappointed. <laughs> the disappointment is coming. Dude, nobody wants to give people spiritual enlightenment and guidance and discipline and purpose without fucking their kids or wives. Like, is is that really that that's really where we're at? Nobody wants to take on the work of people are lost they need a sense of community they need principles they need guidance they need all these things and the only people who are stepping up to recognize hey i see that you're lacking this you're lacking this so much that i can give you such a weak pitch i'm a seven trillion year old being and you're going to eat it up because you're so starved for the other aspects of these things that i'm giving you you're so emotionally broken and wounded and lost like you're starred for some of these nuggets of truth that I'm putting out there that it, the only people that want to step up and do that are like, look, it's, this is just a long game to get to the kids or to take on the burden of sex. Yeah. It's, it's very disappointing. It's, it's how very, we've it's been socialized, especially as men, it's how we've been socialized as, to, as what we deserve. Like a, a thing I, I, I heard somebody talking about before and it made perfect sense, the, the way the meat industry tricked people, right, and got people hooked on it. People didn't eat it or expect to eat it as much as they do now, you know, a long time ago. So they tied it to effort, right? You had a long day at work. Imagine a guy doing construction all day and then telling them he can't have a steak when he's done. Like, I, I have to. I did the man things all day. I have to have the meat and the potatoes. Like that's, I earned it. I earned the bacon. That's what they call it, the bacon, right? It's just part of the experience. So if you have power and influence, what does that mean? You get the sexes. All You get all of the sex when you have power and influence. No matter who you want it from, you get it. Even if you need to use it to teach other men to stay in their places, you get to do that too. All of it. This is, this is how it works. This is how it works. So yeah. psychologically, when people hand them the power, there's no, how many congregations have there been? How many cults have there been? How many compounds have there been? How many freaking Caesars and, and rulers or and yoga instructors or whatever? All of them. Yoga instructors. <laughs> Be yoga instructors are like, yeah, let me get behind you real quick. Dude, <laughs> if, if yoga pants weren't, that's like the uniform to be sexually assaulted. Yeah. yeah how, how do people not get on the yoga instructors sooner? It's like, hey, I, I want to get healthy and stretch out and maybe get some discipline and enlightenment, put these pants on to make it look like you're naked. Yeah. That's the first step. Before you I even like, come to I the like door. my dude from Netflix. He just he just rocked the spandex underwear, bro. Yeah, he was getting busy. He was getting busy. <laughs> my, dog, my dog got the good tan, put on the spandex, Yo, the European beachwear. <laughs> 
He didn't give a shit. And then you know what? I'm going to say too. I mean, well, all right. How, how do we approach this? Gandhi, Gandhi, Gandhi has a child rape. Oh, yes, yeah, too. I'm going to say as a, as a yoga instructor who's sexually assaulting people, right? Most, a, a lot of the people who came in and <laughs> spoke up on what he was doing, they was down with it for a while. They was down with it for a while. The connection to upsetting these people seemed to be when they noticed that he was doing it to a bunch of people and not just them. Or at least that's part of what the um, the Netflix, I, that, that's, that's sort of what the evidence points to. Everybody thought it was just them and they was like, yo, that's dope. This fancy yoga guy likes me. And then you look around the room and he's squatting over some other chick's face and it's like, oh, well, hmm. This is just his style of yoga. And then they start to feel dirty. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But some was getting busy. I'm saying he was getting busy. It, it, I've never seen another yoga instructor put in work the way he was putting in work. He was wearing a Speedo. If you come in for a yoga class and a dude is wearing a Speedo, you have to know what's about to go down. <laughs> you have to know. This is not a game. This is, for this him. is the guy that's going to be raping everybody. Yeah, everybody. <laughs> all all simultaneously. That's what I do. I'm not wearing no MC Hammer pants. I'm not wearing no smooth flowing out. No, I'm wearing no, tight bikini a film, underwear. A film of latex. <laughs> that's it. A, a small, clear. frivolous film of latex. It's clear, too. Yeah. A nice clear film, and you're gonna get it. You're gonna get wow. it. That's what you came here for. And it's hot in here, so everybody's sweating. We're gonna glide, baby. Just, just he just, yeah. I don't know, bro. I just feel like when you walk into that class, you already know how it's going down. And it's, and such it's just one of those too. It's such disturbing because it's like, even if like he wasn't like really like raping people, like the art, the, you could make the argument of like women throwing themselves at this weirdo because he's saying like weirdo shit. <laughs> <laughs> but even, like, it, this just seems like an easy thing to do righteously, though. It, it seems like you could give them the terms up front. Like, listen, you know, you see the way that I've I've changed your life and we've connected and you've just got more pep in your step and you're doing better at work and you can concentrate more. You see how all that thing is going down? You know, other people need to experience this. And I've brought together this family. You know, and you're just a member of the family and you can't be jealous, you know, of the other people who need the same kind of healing. Like you could have laid out the terms for everybody so nobody felt defrauded. Yo, this shit is fucking goofy. I love how like everybody's skinny, right? Everybody's skinny. And like this big heavy dude. Look at your man, bro. Amazing. Look at your man. You telling me Y'all did nothing was weird about that, huh? That's not weird at all. That's not weird. <laughs> wow. Bend over and he's standing right up on her. So it's Look just us. It's that. us, right? It's us that need to have uh we need to understand better. We shouldn't make everything sexual. You don't have to make everything weird. There's nothing wrong with rubbing your genitals on people when you're doing yoga. Uh, that's a game you can play. You can try to spin it that way if you want to, but you see what happened, right? Not everybody agreed. Your boy was getting busy. He was putting it on him. Look at this is how he teach in class, bro. That's a yoga teacher, son. Yo, this man thinks he's a Greek <laughs> god, too, by the way. That's a yoga this teacher. Man, this man thinks he's a Greek god. This man says he's right. women, women, women should be thankful I gave them my sperm. <laughs> yeah, he's right. 
He's absolutely right. And you can't prove him wrong. You can't prove him wrong. There's nothing you can do to prove him wrong. You know why? Because he was successful. He wasn't some dude in a garage trying to get women to come over and rub on him. He he had classes full of people every single day who paid top dollar to possibly get some freaking genital sweat on them. Right. Maybe, maybe, maybe. It's their luck. Right. Yeah. Dude, I, I can't. Who And like we were saying about Polite, who can tell him anything? Who can tell him anything? He's wearing a yeah. Speedo and a room full of women just showed up. It's it's not good for your soul to 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 feel your own shit that much. That you that you get to that level where you fucking daughters and you're fucking entire yoga classes. It's Damn. just it's just not it's just not good for your soul. You <laughs> you lose something, you lose a degree of nobility to your cause. There's something something about you and your work becomes forever tainted. Like yeah. you know? It's just it's, it's gonna swallow you eventually. I think maybe the only person who survived it successfully was like Prince. Well, Prince I heard some wild sex shit games. about Prince. Right, but he never it never got him in any trouble. Like it didn't end him. It just helped him. He he used that whole sexuality card his entire career and it just worked. Most people who bet on that, it ends up backfiring on them eventually. Most people. Because they live that real life. Somebody ain't gonna be happy. Somebody's gonna be like, well, he did this one thing and it's just like this guy. He's successful one day. The next day, 47 women are crying on video about the time he teabagged them. Or I think I think it's because like the dude is rude, bro. Cause I feel like sometimes if it's like the most polite person, because that you just to go back with Prince, like I know like grown ass women will throw like like 90-year-old women who'll pull their panties down and throw it throw at Prince. <laughs> And it's like, was he like just the nice guy? Like, what made him any different? I heard he was an asshole to these women. Like, some of the stories that came out, like he was super abusive and like megalomania to the umpteenth degree. But like, why, there like, were some wild stories that came out about. But was Prince. his aurora like more more greater than the fact that he was Prince? To, like, nah, his, but it's. I, I mean, that's that's the deal with the devil that you sign for fame. Like, there's right. there's something that's wired in us is very primal is undeniable that when you're out and that you just pussy is just way you look the same your swag is the same you're 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 you just as many books as you've read is the same if you were interesting in the conversation like literally nothing about you as a human being has changed but the moment the tribe has designated you as the as the um the the chorus leader you know, is the moment that the tribe is designated you like this person is, you know, our, you know, um, our, our musician. You know, there's just something about that mystique to be famous with it. I mean, if you play an instrument, just playing an instrument, even if you're not famous, you know what I'm saying? Even if you do some open mic shit, there's something about the women look at you differently. There's just something to say, oh, he's he's gotten in front of the tribe and the, they haven't stoned him. There must be right. something magical about him, and I'm I got I got cream of mushroom soup all in my panties now, and there's nothing I can do about it. <laughs> and then dudes that milk that they just know like he was an asshole, but he knew he could get away with it. He knew he's prince, you know. Yeah, it just is what it is. Some people respond to that shit. We all know the bad guy is gonna get away for. And if a nice guy was wearing those speedos trying to teach women yoga, he'd be a creep. A thousand percent. 
a creep. He's a nice, soft-spoken, yes, I'm glad you showed up, thank you. And then he rubs himself on you. That's a creep. But a, a asshole who thinks he's God's gift to women, yeah, that he can get away with it. He can get away with it because he's got the ego to back it up. So some it just works for some people. Some people absolutely respond to it. It works. That's just why the uh, the pickup artists are still teaching what they're teaching. Be a jerk. They're not telling people to go out and give women flowers and call them milady and tip your hat. No, that's not what they're telling them. They're telling them. They're like, yo, she's an insect. You're going to go crush her. <laughs> like, oh, you know the realest thing I heard? I've been listening to Patrice on your old stuff. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. He said the realest shit I've ever heard in my life. He said, I'm misquoting it like a motherfucker, but basically, like, these women want to be queens, but the queen ain't nothing but the king's bitch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 And he, he said some real shit about that, too. And it's because it's the system that that men pretty much created. The system that men created makes it so that, like, a queen can't pass on her power. It doesn't work. So if a man who's the king, if he goes into the place where a woman's on the street selling salted meats and he marries her, she becomes the queen. Period. No questions asked. And if you say, you're the chick who used to sell salted meats, you get your head chopped off. No questions asked. Now, if the king dies and then a woman says the queen goes out on the street and says, I'm going to get this guy who sells shoes and I'm going to marry him. Now, the guy who sells shoes married the queen. He doesn't become the king. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. She can't upgrade him to king, to king status. He's just the guy who used to sell shoes and the queen married him. Period. That's just what it is. So the, the, it's not an equal-sided system to where people can pass on power. So that's why identifying as a queen is still kind of crippling yourself. <laughs> because you're still just the king's underling at this point. Yeah. This is just more of my god is going to help me to rape and kill your, your god. Yeah, your definitely. That's, yeah. that's all that is like the aspiration. Like, you know, yeah, I'm a king. I'm a queen. Like, you know the kings and queens have been assholes, right? Yeah, like they they've had the power go to their head. They've done a really like, but we're just to say no, 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 no. I don't have a problem with the power. I have a problem with the fact that I don't have it. It's like, yep, yep. you missed the point. You missed the point. That's how it is. Shouldn't Nobody be wants to tear it down. For. They don't want to tear it down because they want their chance. It's a roller coaster of oppression. <laughs> that roller coaster Please. is terrible. Yeah, but don't tear it down because I'm in line. Right. I, I, I want to ride this motherfucker. I'm gonna complain about it the whole way up the stairs. This whole snaking line that they got me standing in. I'm like, this shit sucks. This suppression machine sucks. Until you get to the seat, and then you're gonna get in the seat. You're gonna put your hands in the air, and you're gonna scream "We" through the loops. That's what you're gonna do. Just be honest. Oof. Just be honest, because that's what that's what they do. That's Bro, why problems don't get solved. Oppression. That's why you that's why you vote different when your tax bracket changes. Because you right. rode the roller coaster. Also known as the Hewley. <laughs> oh, you, you, when yes. you change your principles. When you change yes. your principles based on your tax bracket, it's called pulling a Hewley. Yeah, you rode the Hughley. <laughs> <laughs> you, so you rode the Hughley, huh? The the Hughley coaster. Yeah, that's Dude. what it is. That's exact. Don't tear it down because I want my ride. I want my ride. Yeah, it's just it's a it's a it's a bad idea. So, you know, I'm I'm not depressed. No, I'm I'm optimistic. It, it it's not like communism, and it just needs to be done differently. It truly is the righteous model, and the fact that people have 
made such dumb decisions and endangered themselves and impoverished themselves in service of people that don't give a fuck about them and are just trying to exploit and take advantage of them is a testament to how powerful the, the, the organizing principle is. Yeah. It's, it's undeniably what humanity needs. It's mm -hmm. just that there hasn't been, there hasn't been anybody that's been willing to wield the blueprint in a righteous way. It's like, look, I got these motherfuckers following me and giving me money. Why wouldn't I take advantage of them and fuck their children? Because uh, <laughs> you have, because you, because it's wrong, and you have a grander vision than that. Nope. No. Nope. I'm just here for the money and the kid butt. That's it. Sign me up. <laughs> let me let put me on TV. And I think the fact that the, that we're willing to build it quietly, without pointing the finger at other people and without trying to pull them into our paradigm without spending and wasting energy shaming their structure we're willing to just build it and exist in it as a as an icon i think that further cements the fact that it's the best possible model absolutely my, and there was, my, my rabbit hole is so nice i don't need to come out of it no and and, and listen and i'm not showing up on your doorstep trying to push you in or asking me to introduce me to your children. You right. literally have hours and hours and hours of absurdity mining and spitballing that you can go through to be like, so are, are these dudes sincere or was it, was it always a scam to get to my children? Like, right. look, it's, 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 it's all, all laid out for you. It's all there. Every bit of it. You can mine all the archives. And if you ever, want to have a serious conversation with us if you expect any of our real-time psychological labor you need to send a seven song mixtape right for consideration <laughs> for consideration <laughs> and if it's not that don't even bother don't even bother you listen to all the podcasts and then craft a seven song mixtape and then we'll let you know if you could stand outside the compound for three days without any encouragement that's the next step that's the next part of the move. But I completely agree. This is good shit, and nobody can argue with it because we're not accepting any debate anyway. <laughs> we're not accepting any debate anyway. This is not one of those things where we go, prove to me that your model is better. No, no, thank you. No, thank you. You build yours, and I'll take a look at it when you're done. You know? show When it's done, link me to your YouTube page, and I'll check it out. Show me how, how happy... Your uh, your fellows are your fellow cult leaders are on your compound. But but let me interview the kids first. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let, let's start with the let's see what the kids have to say Please. about yes. the situation there. That's going to be the true evaluation of the cult. Oh yeah, who runs your cult? Oh, you call him you call him chief. Oh, so he's the chief, huh? Show me on this doll where the chief. <laughs> <laughs> For real, because we know that we know where this is going. We know where this is going. These guys prove themselves over and over and over. But, I mean, if he can convince you by whatever he's... And, and, and let, me, let me not mince any words here. He wasn't a silver-tongued, you know, hypnotic... No, that's not what this was. He was talking a whole bunch of supremacy shit and alpha male shit. And they came running. They came running. How did they not know where this was going? He didn't trick nobody. He didn't dupe them. He definitely was saying, uh, you know, where he was definitely down on a black woman as God trained, which is interesting when they end up getting beat and raped. So I'm just saying is that if that's how you treat your God, 
I guess. <laughs> you know, I guess. Like, you know, I guess. I guess they're turning the tables on Zeus. I don't know. But uh, he, I don't feel like he uh, he really tricked anybody. Something was harsh. He was talking a lot of sideways shit from my perspective. But obviously a lot of people heard him. And I got to admit, too, because I've seen a few of the videos. I saw him back when he first started talking. So over time, as these other things started to surface, it just kind of comes across the dashboard. And a lot of the dudes that came out there, I mean, we back to this, this uh, latent thing. But a lot of the dudes that went out there was probably what some people would call beta cucks. And then they got out there and got cucked in real life. He would set them up with girlfriends and then interview the girlfriend about whether or not she was sexually satisfied. And then she would say no. And he would be like, well, I'm going to take you for a little while. So, you know, so he can learn. I'm going to teach. Like, this is real conversations he Are had. You for real? This Straight up. something he was doing? I, Straight I had no up. idea. Straight up. Yeah. Son is bugging. He was bugging for a long time. Yo, but was exactly... he was he the dude saying that um, sperm isn't it, like it's really light that gets women pregnant? Yep. It's not the yep. sperm. Okay. Yeah. Yep. I saw some of them videos Listen, a while ago. I didn't talking, see any of the cut videos. Talking about that, so the cult that I was in, that I was in, that's exactly what he was doing. So like he'll sit down and have conversations with the women about the man in the household, and then and then he'll be like, "Are they pleasing you?" Hmm. Hmm. Wow. Wow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> loud it, loud it, loud it. I don't understand how you could run that kind of game and not expect to end up chopped up in a shallow grave. Listen, bro. yo, that like he dangerous, he, dangerous game. He was yo. lucky, bro. He was lucky. The reason why I said he was lucky, because at that time I was like, I'm a, I'm already like a, a I'm a I'm an introvert, hundred percent. Keep to myself type of person, right? So, like, I wasn't close to a lot of those dudes. You see what I'm saying? I was only cool to, like, a couple of them. But if I, like, truly, like, understood what was going on, I would have burned that nigga's house down. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Like, like and he would have never known it was me. <laughs> like, like introvert. I'll, you got to expect that. You gotta, like, you gotta expect that when you're doing like, that type of stuff. Taking somebody's money is one thing. I mean, that not like that won't get you killed. People will freak out. You take their money, especially if they was betting more than they could afford to lose. But most people who do that, they they turn inward. Like if you lose too much money at the casino, they don't try to beat people up and run away with the money. Or if you somebody loan you some money and you can't pay it back, they don't try to kill the person they owe the money to. They go inward and they panic and they freak out. So taking people's money is one thing. But if you like playing with people's love lives and you're trying to separate yeah. husbands from wives and fucking with families, and you know, that's that's the easy way to get hurt, man. He was brave. He was rolling the dice on that every time. He rolling the dice. Bro, when I found out about that shit, bro, he was scared to see me. Like it was horrible. Yeah. <laughs> it was horrible. Oh yeah, he should be. He <laughs> should horrible. be, because that's automatic beat up. That's that's violence. What else yeah, are we gonna talk about? That's instant violence. Like, <laughs> you don't have that nothing to talk his about. brother his brother was trying to like try to be like the referee i told the brother i'm like yo if i meet up with him i'm fighting him i don't give a fuck who's there i don't give a, i don't give a fuck what's going on i'm not gonna talk i'm gonna get out the car i'm gonna fight like there's nothing to talk about but think about think about like, this it's crazy if if you say if say oh this guy scammed me out of five thousand dollars 
your your first if your friend tells you that Scott scammed me out of five thousand dollars, your first thought is like, do you have his information? You got his real name? Like, is there any type of real world recourse? Recourse, yeah. Right, real world recourse. But if you says, oh, this guy freaking, you know, he was supposed to be a therapist. He did this and then he tricked my wife into having sex with her. Like, oh, so you're gonna kill him, huh? Like, there's not gonna, there's no legal recourse. There's, there's no, no better rational, for, no better for business bureau for that. No, yeah, he 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 convinced us into joining this pyramid scheme, and then he banged her. Like, oh, okay, so yeah, you're gonna cut his brake line or what? What are you gonna do? Yeah, there's there's nothing. So that's a he, scary way to live your life, bro. That's a scary yeah. fucking way to live. Your life. Yeah, he had to know what he was doing, man. He had to. That's the, that's really dangerous. No, God, I think the God complex came in, bro. The God complex came in, and it just—it's oh, okay. just—it just—it's just the it takes over. It just takes over, and it's like I could do whatever I want, and then and then the, and then it's just when you have a bunch of yes men. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I wasn't a yes man, but at the same time, like I just like I just like oh that's what y'all want to go with? Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like I just like I should not a just, yes man. You're an I guess man. I guess. It's, all right, like, that's he's like, that's what, that's, that's what it is. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, like one time, like, I don't know. I think I brought it up before, but he was like, he just was giving a sermon. This is when like the bullshit was coming out. He was giving a sermon and it's, it's like, oh, bloods, bloods don't fight with bloods. And I'm like, motherfucker, yes, they do. <laughs> and then every, everybody's like, yeah, that's, that's right. That's right. That's right. They don't. I'm like, no, <laughs> they do. <laughs> They do. That's amazing that a preacher would be using a gang reference. Anyway, that's what what I'm saying. (laughs) It's just like no. And and at some point, your ears got to perk up when there's just like certain passages he wants to go over and over again. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like so. God made Lot bang both of his daughters after the (laughs) after after the angels would not after the men would continue to you know and then there was that prostitute that was gang banged all night long like why you why you keep talking about the banging stories why is every yeah. sermon about you know why god had to force people to bang that's when he starts sweating pulls out his <laughs> handkerchief and shit it's just horrible bro it's horrible yeah it is it's a it dangerous is. way to live bro because he took to make a it's long story short he took us to court he took us to court and like what it yeah, he took us to court. <laughs> well, you know, well, why was it this? Why was it this in the cult story? Listen, listen, because listen, I'm not good at telling <laughs> stories. Court. Listen, I'm just gonna say this. Allegedly, he was getting harassments from people online and and getting fired from jobs. But you know, there was a lot of people he hurt. So I don't trying know. Trying to bang wives. I, I mean, don't that's, know. That's, you're getting yeah. off easy. Oh you see what I'm saying? God. That's you the nicest saying? thing. That's the best party <laughs> gift you could ever wish <laughs> for. They got me fired from a few jobs. You're lucky you didn't get fired you know off of here, bro. Kicked out the YFCA because he was called a pedophile. Well, you know, but look, you hurt a lot of people, and he thought it was us. But, you know, they... You Somebody know, got him kicked out of the YMCA? Because they, they said he was fucking kids. So, but... That's hilarious. You, you hurt a lot of people. You hurt a lot of people. Because the love, church... You know what it was? The church... The you YMCA. know why they did that? You know why they did that? The church... So we had a, the church was in a building, right? And we were paying month to month and all that. And he moved it to the YMC. And that's when I said, fuck the, fuck the building fund. <laughs> but anyways, that's a different story. But so he moved it to the YMCA. 
and he got friends with this dude and everything like that. You know, he's he's a good talker. So like, we just basically like he he was still renting out the spot from the dude. So like, when everybody knew that, they're like, that's wrong. Like nigga, like they ain't no church no more. Cut that shit out. So, but yeah. anyways, so yeah. yeah, he took us he took us to court. He took us to court because he would because basically every they they said we did all that. You know what I'm saying? So, but yeah, but you know, Amazing. but like you couldn't prove anything. Like they kept giving me text messages, and I'm like, I don't know what that is, and I just like gave it back to the plaintiff. I'm like, they like, is this you? I'm like, I don't know what that is. Like I like, I don't know what they expected. They expected me to like say I did all that. You know what I'm saying? But anyways, I don't know. But anyways, hey, so. man, listen, <laughs> like I said, he he got off lucky. That was that yeah, was excellent. But to make a long story could, short, yeah, like, to, make a, to make a long story short, to, to he was such a piece of shit during the whole thing because you know the wife talked and she she was she was an idiot. Like she started off saying that he cheated, and this is a female judge. There we so go. Like, you already made him look like a <laughs> you already made him look like a piece of shit, right? And then then like she brought up he's a pastor, so the judge was like, um. What what domin what nomination? And they they started stumbling their words, mm. right, right. And then the judge asked them, "Where did you get? What is the thing where you, you like you have to get a degree to be a pastor, right? What is that called? Seminary, right. school of divinity. Seminary. Yeah, like where did you get your divinity? And these niggas were like, oh, some some guy in California from the phone. <laughs> wow. That's what I was like. What the fuck? <laughs> Y'all niggas couldn't lie. <laughs> <laughs> It wasn't prepared. It was coming there to try to shit on somebody else. Yeah, like so, but and then and then the judge wouldn't even let him talk. He would say, "Ah, hey, you can't talk because it's the court of law." Like, cause he, cause he already looked like a piece of shit. No, no, no. Let me explain, Your Honor. Yes, he cheated on me, but it was with children. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay, gotcha. Good, sustained. <laughs> Please continue. <laughs> I love it, man. I love it. Yeah, it was it, he, it was horrible. It was hilarious for me, and it was horrible for him. But um, yeah. But what I was going while while I was getting at, like, even when you do that type of wrong to people, even the court of law could see that you're a fucked up person because the judge was like, "You're a fucked up person." Yeah, that's because yeah. he didn't. He, he just didn't do it right. He just <laughs> didn't do it right. That's all. There's better ways to organize those type of situations, and he fucked up. He felt victim. You know. So did David Koresh. So did a lot of people, you know what I mean? They try it. People or humans are obviously attracted to it at some level, even on larger levels when they don't realize they're organizing themselves in the same type of structure, just uh, under different circumstances. They haven't all agreed to be in the same cult, but you have all agreed to move to the same part of a city for the same reason, because you all have the same ideology. You know, we met a lady in uh, what the never west of seventh or something like that a lady in venice beach and she was laughing about the neighborhood and one of the people who were with us said something about getting some food from somewhere and she frowned her face a little bit and she was like oh you went west of seventh like we don't go over there like anywhere west of seventh street we don't fuck around we stay right here this is our place like yeah that's some crips and bloods cult shit we don't even yeah. eat from past this part of town Got it. Go for it. You know what I'm saying? This is how people do it. That's why it's the model that works. Because it's under there for a reason. There's, there's there's that underlying magnetism for a reason. And it just has to be organized the right way. And the only thing we can do is either sit back 
and point at how many times it's been done wrong and completely avoid it. Or we can put in some effort to organize it properly. So fuck it. I think we should try to organize it properly and self-identify as I'm glad I experienced that shit because I could I saw I, I saw the God complex and I'm like I could see that shit a mile away. <laughs> yeah, oh I yeah. Call that shit out if I see that shit like a mile away. I'm like, nah, bro, we ain't we ain't going for that. Yeah, that's hilarious. Those dudes are crazy, and uh, there's so many people who do it, and so many people who get caught up in this shit. I mean, look at Scientology. That's one of the most successful ones. And they be doing some gully shit. They be fucking people up. People be missing and dying and shit. It yeah, took over Scientology. Clear water. Yeah, Scientology is gangster. But they, but that's exactly what it is. They're psychos, bro. They're psychos, but they're successful. So there's not a lot you can say. It's a lot of money in that shit. They got a lot but of celebrities it, paying in and all. Isn't of that. that sad? That that it shows how stupid we are as people. Like they, it just shows how many stupid people there is. I, I, I don't that, even like, know that it. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry about that. But I'm just saying, like, all right, so we could we could we could argue about Christianity, we could argue about Muslims, we could argue about all these other like religions, right? But like Scientology <laughs> was made by a guy <laughs> who wrote <laughs> sci-fi books and yeah. said he wants to make his own thing. And I mean, like, doesn't that show how dumb we are? <laughs> you know what? I would say <laughs> as a collective. I would say that Scientology <laughs> is technically on paper more successful than christianity i think that's fair to say as far as we know it hasn't fucked thousands of children right fair? or tried to or tried to murder people for believing in witchcraft or some shit like that they fair. haven't done it they they amass a whole bunch of money they've convinced their people to live and intentional community like christians you know they everywhere they just come to church on sunday these people right. have committed every single day of the week to being focused on scientology and being successful through that system how many christians focus seven days a week to that how many how many it's, of them dress the same every day and report on time to the meetings and the classes and the shit to stay focused i, I think scientology is more successful it's a more disciplined and purposeful enterprise for sure right, right. um I don't think necessarily it's evidence of how dumb people are. I think we take for granted is because I, I I know for all three of us to some degree, we've we've pursued an understanding in like religion and philosophy. and there's there's a moral framework in there that develops that that helps kind of with a with a with a discipline and a structure that I think you just take for granted that everybody has or that everybody is actively pursuing um so i think i think it's a testament to the fact that people aren't thinking on this level of well what's its origin story is it true or not they're looking at it as i don't really have any framework or guiding principles in my life because the mass culture that i'm a part of is just consumer culture it's soulless it's empty it's 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 pleasure regardless of what the fallout is, right? So it's it's completely amoral, it's completely detached from any meaning. And so if, if this is the default culture everybody is immersed and raised in, then at some point, if you don't have any of that kind of spiritual or religious framework with, with, within your, your governing system or your principles, right? You, you're gonna be starved for somebody to give you something. So you don't give them yeah. a fuck if it's a lunatic bitch with a fucked up haircut 
asking you to hold this machine so she can figure out your Thetan count. You're like, all I know is I didn't really have a plan or purpose in my life. And all this shit that I'm engaged in that I was told was going to make me happy is just empty. And when I come here, I'm a part of something that makes me feel like I'm serving a purpose. And whether people are conscious of it or not, people are starved for that. People that that's what's missing in so many people's lives who don't know how to play a musical instrument, don't write poetry, don't don't read, don't create anything, don't garden, don't build with any kind of masonry or something like something like that, that creative impulse within us. And that some kind of per like if if you don't if your parents didn't instill that in you, if you didn't create your own cult within yourself, cultivate it on your own, like there's something within you that has to have that. And I think that's why those people can be preyed upon. Cause if that person comes along and taps into this thing that they didn't even know existed within them, and all of a sudden it's awakened within them, and it just happens to be to this, you know, with it comes from this dude that's planning on banging wives and kids. That person is just always going to associate this this sensation of purpose and this new sense of moral direction and fulfillment. They're gonna they're gonna associate it with that person. So it's so much harder to see that that person is out to take advantage of them, you know? Yeah. So yeah. I, I don't think it's necessarily that people are stupid. I think most people are unaware that they have this thing within them and they don't cultivate it on their own. And they're very easy to take advantage of when when somebody gives them a little bit of game or a little bit of meaning, you know? You just you tell a Bible story different, and then all of a sudden somebody, wow, you know that just resonates with me. So can I live like in a shack in your backyard or something? Can right. I just can you can you bang my wife and tell me how I should live? I just the there's way, a lot the, of people that's not even far from it. Like you, know, Tariq now she could do it if he wanted to. Umar yeah. could do it if he yeah. wanted to. I mean, right now they're just getting the money, you know. But if Umar they wanted two to, wives, right? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I think but Umar he can, got two wives. They could get away with it if they wanted to. Most of the guys, young Pharaoh, that's another one. He's getting in trouble for abuse and the same thing. Started off on the same platform. Him and Brother Polite was doing debates together for a while. And now he's getting in trouble for the same shit. He went from, you know, we made Egypt and we invented all the science and white people are aliens to cussing women out on Instagram because for whatever reason, it's just psychopath behavior. And it just keeps playing itself out over and over and over again. Listen, the countdown is coming. As soon as they jump on uh, YouTube or Instagram and they're like, yeah, my name is uh, Divine Tahuti Ma'at and I just want to teach y'all some science and then just give them a, give them a year or two. Give them a year or know, two. He's going to sound like about... Macho Man, Reggie Savage. <laughs> 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 He's going to stop all that grand rising emperor, king, queen shit. He's going to be like, y'all motherfuckers ain't got shit. You know what I'm saying? It's going gonna, it's gonna to come right out. Just give him a minute. It never fails. It turns into WWE every time. Sonetta went from covering the black news media and having debates to playing explosions in the background and the ether music and shit like that. Just... <laughs> <laughs> shit is silly, bro. It's silly as fuck. Silly as fuck. It's crazy. It. It's crazy, man, because I remember when podcasting was like, it came out like when it was like a word and then like nobody took it serious 
And then now it's just like it's the biggest, it's the biggest hustle now. It's the yeah. biggest hustle. Yeah, because people people want to see what's going on. People are trying to figure themselves out and trying to figure each other out. And it looks like just some arbitrary thing that people are monetizing, but that's what it is. People want they want to hear the other perspectives and test it against the parameters of their own perspective and all of that. It's so much data, so much input, all these different subjects, all these different personality types and everything. And it's just data. Data for the simulation, and people just love soaking it up. You know, they love it, and and it's and it's gonna it's not gonna stop. It's not gonna stop because the more people make content, the more of it'll be consumed. So it's gonna keep going, and hopefully, it's teaching teaching people a little bit about this social dynamic. Right now, it's just mostly people reporting on everything they don't like and the shit they're scared of, and like all that kind of thing. Eventually, you're gonna run out of material, and you're gonna have to start addressing. Yeah whether or not you have some solutions or not. You can get a few years out of it. You can get, you know, five, six, seven years out of just like feminism is stupid. But eventually you're going to have to actually provide some answers as to an alternative or what we're supposed to be doing. So when that time comes, I guess it's going to start separating people. You know, like whether you're selling packages or sovereignty packages or what, I don't know how you're going to get through it, but you're going to have to submit something. So what, you know, you complain for an hour. So what do you think we should do? Well, first and foremost, you need to buy my CMOS supplement. Okay, I guess. I mean, if that's step one to our evolution as a species, <laughs> step one is to buy your CMOS. specific CMOS supplement. Special blend of Got herbs it. and spices. Awesome. Bro, Appreciate one of my that. favorite, one of my favorite things I've seen on TV in Atlanta, there's this like Dominican dude, and like super Dominican. I, I'm horrible with accents. Already just, love it. Just, Keep going. Just imagine like the most Dominican, <laughs> Dominican man, just preaching, bro. <laughs> just preaching, and he's selling holy water. <laughs> oh, beautiful. Nice. Beautiful. If you're gonna sell he's water, let it be holy water. Holy water. <laughs> Who is your boy, Popovich? I think it was Popovich, the dude that was like a, a televangelist who would sell the water, the specific water and like a cloth. It's a cloth that I blessed. You know, give me that thousand dollar seed donation. Sheesh. I'm like, yo, this is this is this is this is brazen. Let me tell you something. If I could sell a cloth, <laughs> I'd be the happiest man in the world. I mean that's it. I mean that's the economics of it is how can I get the most the the highest remuneration from you with the the, the best over, what overhead? What's the margins? Like what's the cheapest product I can get to market? Words? Okay, this is awesome. You know, oh, this Peter is, Popoff. Peter Popoff, that's what it was. Not Popovich. Peter Popoff, holy water, selling holy water on commercials in the middle of the night. Yo, listen, if you up in the middle of the night and you watching TV and you think you need a blessing, so you you call a guy and you order holy water to rub on yourself, I think you got what you asked for. I think the act, the ritual of rubbing the holy water on you will probably do more for you than anything else. Fuck it. I ain't even mad at him. He probably ain't even said, well, then again, back then he probably could have got away with saying it was going to do all kinds of shit. Like, you can't do that now. You'd be like, this water, this holy water will cure your cancer. You can't do that. You probably could have done that in the 80s, though. 80s, early 90s, you could probably say whatever the hell you want. Buy it. Fuck it. I'll sell you some oil, too, some anointed oil. 
I seen one lady, she was selling uh she was selling a mattress. It was like a blessing mattress. And she was gonna walk on it or some shit like that and then sell it to you. And then wow. you can sleep on it. I'll walk on it, I'll ship it to you, and then you sleep on it and you'll be blessed. If you down to make that purchase, what who am I to tell you not to? <laughs> who the hell am I to tell you not to buy a blessed mattress that the holy lady walked on? Go for it, bro. Go for it. Do your fucking thing. I ain't mad at none of those preachers. None of the mega preachers, even Joe Olstein. Joe Olstein smile right in your face and like, God is merciful. And they're like, yo, Joe, it's a tsunami outside. We're gonna die. Not my problem. <laughs> <laughs> as I yo, as I previously yo, stated, God is merciful. Yo, my dog. As soon as people realize he locked the door, he came back outside, unlocked the door. Hey, hey everybody, come dude, on, come that's on, some sucker shit. That's some sucker shit. You should have just left them out there. Fuck just them. left it. Fuck them. You locked that door on purpose. You should have stood on your square, homie. As soon as he was called out, yo, my dog went back out. Sucker shit. He should have kept them closed, bro. Yeah, he should have. He should have kept them closed and just be like, "Look, the jig is up. You knew what this was. Yeah, right, right. Like, I've made enough this, money. This is private I'm property. Selling, yeah, I'm selling all of this shit. I know my career's over at this point. Aha, you got me. I'm rich. You felt happy for a couple years. We're parting our ways. Like, why are we doing this? Do if you guys didn't know, I was hustling, yo. When I took over the magazine with all my cars, like. Why? Come on. Hey, I come think on. he's the man. I think he's dope. Come on. It's hilarious. Absolutely hilarious. If you, you, you make that kind of money just preaching and smiling, that's a great job. He got the mean. greatest smile in the world, bro. That thing was glued in his face. That's a great job, bro. That's a great job, no matter what you preach. And, and it's better to do that than to be like Yahweh Ben Yahweh talking about you know, retribution on white people or some shit like that. Yeah, you need and to he, bring me back some white ears, Joel. Yeah, yeah, he ain't asking <laughs> to bring nobody's ears as trophies. He's just smiling and talking shit. You can't be mad at him, bro. It's a lot worse things you could be doing with your time than smiling people's dollars out of their wallet. I used to love that Yahweh Ben Yahweh shit that came on public access. Yeah, he was, I'm like, he was this is fucking great. He's a wild boy, and people Man, still love him to this day. One of my, one of my one of my like deepest fantasies is to, is to start a public access show. <laughs> Listen, yeah. I, remember, I remember like I remember like when I was a kid in Tampa, just like just like watching all those old school like un like because a lot of them were unrated. <laughs> it was just some wild shit. Yeah, what was it? It was like Tampa strippers. Yeah, <laughs> I forget what it was called, but it would just be one night you just see bitches stripping. Like yeah, this was the public access channel. Wow, yeah, that's exactly what we. Ever about since to do. then, bro, I always wanted to just have like I just want to have like my own public access channel, bro. Just, just, just for the fuck of it. Yeah, that's Listen. what we're gonna do. We're gonna make some South Park, uh, Adult Swim. Shit, and it's gonna make us multiple millions of dollars. It's gonna fund the compound. It's gonna well, it's gonna fund our lunar purchases, which is which is gonna fund the compound, just to be clear. And then we're gonna give you uh we're gonna give you a situation so that you can do your public access show, even though by that point there would be enough money to actually have production values, that that the whole point of it is to make it look like fucking there's there's a certain there's a certain aesthetic that's undeniably appealing. Yeah, I'm down for I mean, the art of it. Yeah, Tim Tim and Eric made a whole art form out of the fuck. Uh, well, who's the other dude? Um, 
the dude that was in Talladega Nights with Will Ferrell. Oh, I know what you're uh, talking about. Yeah, Steve. I can't think of his Steve name. Brule I love Steve Brule. Yes, yeah, Steve Brule is fucking hilarious. I'm, oh, I have to make a. I have to make a mixtape. We we have to make a beat tape. John C. Riley. John C. Yes. Riley. Yes. Steve Brule is hilarious. I'm, I'm starting tonight. We gotta call it John C. Riley, and it just has to be like all his comedic shit. Yeah, he that, that Steve Brule character is amazing, and it shouldn't be as funny as it is because it's so stupid. But it's it's just right in the pocket. If it was any dumber, it it wouldn't be funny. You know what I'm saying? But he 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 got it spot on. That shit's amazing. I love it. Yep, low budget, public access style, and you know, I mean, it's the dude when when um when um our dude with the master plan for the uh the eastern half of the uh, hemisphere. And yeah. uh, um, aggressive circumcision. Um, when he <laughs> he turned me on to Reverend X, yo, he he used to send me those videos all the time. I'm like, yo, this is the greatest shit I've ever seen. This dude <laughs> just got made the call because I'm sure you make some calls. You have to sign up. There's probably you pay. Rent. I'm I'm sure it's I'm sure we could absolutely coordinate to do some public access shit. This dude. Figured out how to do it, got on TV, and was cursing people the fuck out in the name of the Lord. It was the best shit ever. That's why you ain't saved, bitch, because you don't know how to follow the voice of the Lord. And he just stood on it and he shouted it. And I'm sure he made, uh, I'm sure he made out okay. I don't see him putting out any new material, so he must have, he must have got it. He wasn't probably interested in any kids. He was like, look, I got enough money. I'm chilling. I'm yeah, good. I'm I don't need to keep building on this bullshit. I love it. I ain't mad at him. I respect it. Not even a little bit. It shit was fucking hilarious. And a lot of times <laughs> he made some really good points. I'm like, that's theologically sound. I don't have any disagreement with you there, sir. You're Here right. You go. It's all worth it. So yeah, the sermon. That's something we gotta um we're gonna have to master. We definitely gonna have to master the sermon. That's something that's uh is a deeply seated need to hear the word given in this rhythmic you know, you need they need truth with rhythm, you know, and you yes. got to put some snaz on it. You can't just deliver it to them straight away. You know what I'm saying? You got to discernment has got to be perfected. Man. That's what it is. People need it. So we can't deny it. We, we, we've accepted the religious structure. Uh, we've accepted the cult and, and the cult leader status. So the sermon is, is next on the list. And you have to give uh, you have to have witnesses to you giving a sermon to fully become an ordained minister. So that's the only thing I haven't done yet in my uh, path to ordain ordainment is to give a sermon with witnesses. I think everybody should have a fucking ordained minister card. That'd be great. All of us should have them. That would be fantastic. Could you imagine? <laughs> yeah, it's just as just part of as just yeah, as just part of the the cult ideology. We're all ordained ministers. <laughs> <laughs> Just because right, so it has to be that has to be like the rule number two. <laughs> all right, so we've heard your seven. We were very impressed. Um, can I can we see your credentials? Who are who are you certified with to give sermons? Who who's ordained you? Right, right. We need to yeah, we need to hear your sermon. Your seven and your sermon. It's perfect. Mm. Seven and your sermon, bro. That tells us everything we need to know. Uh, I don't know. I think that we're done. We're done here. We're done for today. I think so. I think so. Again, uh, excellent submissions. Uh, 
absurdity has been mined and practical solutions have been harvested. You can't actually do much more than that. It's pretty dope. And, and, we're, and we do it fairly consistently, I must say. <laughs> it's most excellent. Just, just a conduit, a conduit for the greater good, the greater good that speaks to us. Absolutely. I'm going to wrap it up, man, and let you brothers go and enjoy the rest of the night. But I'm, uh, I'm sure we'll be politicking again soon. Absolutely. Always a pleasure, gentlemen. Thank you so much for your, for your energy and participation in the absurdity mining. And uh, may, uh, may Dola watch over us all and prosper our Luna and build our compound. Absolutely. I'll check y'all later, man. I'll be safe. Peace. Peace.